these models like in the Bahamas. The most insane festival the world has ever seen. Island getaway turned disaster. It became very barbaric. Right now you are the fucking laughing stock of everything. Just wait until you see what you're getting yourselves into. Whoa! Hashtag fire festival, hashtag fire draft. Jeez, there's some scandal to start, boys, and then you need your pad and pen because we're going to be hitting you with more draft knowledge than you can handle. Bog knowledge, boys. Bog knowledge. Bog knowledge. Kagi's been talking for the last hour and a half with the elite rugby banner boys, so we're going back to back, so we just thought we'd shut him up for five minutes. Do you have anything to say? I do. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth, you big idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. That's the last time I let uh, Nelson and Harry prepare the introduction, Um, so how good. But uh, no, we we had a great instant comment on our... Latest blog post, uh, hashtag fire festival straight away. So, uh, fire draft, hashtag fire draft. That's it, it's going to trend on. Harry, they can't see you doing the, the hashtag <laughs> with your hand, mate. They can't see it, they can hear it. Nelson, you've got you to commit, you've got to feel it, all right? It's got to come from the heart. Yeah. All right, well, look, welcome to the fifth episode of the Draft Rugby Podcast, where we discuss fantasy super rugby, the game they play online in heaven. If you're joining us for the first time, welcome. You can go back and check out our previous episodes. Um, including last year's, which were under our old banner, Fantasy XP Draft. Oh, wait, hold on. Is that... That's right. Yeah, okay, that is right. Good. Um, <laughs> so we, we have, uh, we've rebranded as Draft Rugby, and I'm probably going to stop saying this now at the start of every intro. I think people have got the message. Um, but uh, yeah, we are Draft Rugby, and we've, we've just released a long post detailing our efforts for the Draft Rugby platform and where we are at with that. So more coming up for that in the entree. But uh, look, it'd be a bit redundant to welcome Harry and Nelson now because they've uh, they both themselves. they've said their piece and they've twenty seven caps, baby. Podcaps. Yeah, true, Harry's twenty seven caps, and I'd just like to you point out that too. Nelson. It, it took less than five episodes for Nelson to miss an episode and fall behind. So. Mate, for a guy that's done half more of a podcast than me, you're talking a lot of smack. It's, it's still a lot just, of smack. It's one extra cap. So. A lot of smack. It, like, basically, like our positions on the draft last year, you're currently coming in last. So just, <laughs> just to be clear, that's how that ranks. So. <laughs> Look, everyone's going to have a bad year. And God, I hope it's you two this year. <laughs> well, it's not going to be... It's going to be you two because you're the last two picks coming up this week. So very Yeah, good. because that means we get power, mate. Oh, yeah, sorry. That's right. This is coming from Nelson Dale, who the first pick in the draft is the worst pick, according to Nelson. <laughs> that's right. The worst. I never said that. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, true to our structure, let's get the... like We've kind of started the plugs, but let's get the plugs out of the way. Check out our website, draftrugby.com and draftrugby.blog. Uh, this is where you can find all of our previous articles, the Casualty Ward, the Fantasy Round and Review, and the Stock Market. Um, and more information about what we're going to get into this year. Again, we'll talk about this in the entree, but uh, um, <clears throat> check out those there. We are at Draft Rugby on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, and we're going to try lift our lift our meme game this year. Uh, we've, we're big into the memes. We've been receiving a bit of some great banter on Twitter, and uh, we're going to try lift that. Um, so we won't be letting Nelson post any, but uh, Harry and I are going to try and post some. Mate, I'm so. I'm more the meme king. Are you? Yeah. yeah. You've been copying a lot of flack at the start of this podcast. Maybe we should ease off him. He's a sensitive bloke. Yeah, it's really hurting. Okay. All right. So <laughs> moving on, let's just get stuck in. Let's do the entree. So hashtag fire festival fire draft. Um, yeah, look, uh, if you asked us a week ago, or more specifically, I guess, if you asked me a week ago, um, I w- would have said we were on track and... Did say. I did say we were on track and going to release the Draft Rugby platform uh, ready for the Super Rugby season 2019. 
And look, unfortunately, um, it's just not to be. So uh, whilst we've invested a lot of time, effort, blood, sweat and tears, and more or less I haven't slept for the last week. Um, you can tell by looking at you. Thank you. Um, yeah, we did want to start this by laughing a bit so we didn't cry instead. That's true. That's true. Yeah, the tea, we've been wiping back the tears all day now. So, uh, no, uh, yeah, look, unfortunately, you know, we, uh, we've been building this platform ourselves from the ground up and uh, in starting to bring it all together in the final uh, last week or so, uh, figured out how exponentially complicated it is to be- build an entire fantasy rugby platform um, yourself. So, um, look, I'm, basically, we're going to continue building it into next year and... Um, uh, I guess we can go through... Harry, why don't, why don't you go through what, what we are going to deliver in 2019, so what we will be producing. Yep, so so as you said before, we have just released a, a blog kind of detailing uh, the reasons for why we, we've decided not to push on uh, for this season um, and, and kind of what, what's going to be coming up anyway. So you can go back and have a look at that re- uh, most recent blog. But I think that the first thing is the initial draft, which is very, very close to being pushed through at the moment. Um, we're going to make sure we do actually put that out. So while we don't necessarily think you guys are, are going to actually run your platform through the draft, or we hope... To be honest with you, we hope, we hope you don't because it's not going to be a fully functioning platform. We want you to be able to see exactly what we're working on and exactly what we're thinking uh, when we've been kind of putting putting in the effort for over the last few months. So you'll see the platform that we've built in terms of our initial draft and, and just how well it works. Um, so that's the first thing. The one limitation with that right now is that it will be a, uh, a random draft order. So the function that we haven't had time to put on because of the other technical issues that Kagi's been having has been just picking a draft order. So we're hopeful that he, he'll actually fix that anyway very soon just so we don't, we don't have to uh, use it going forwards. But at this stage, it will be a random draft. So just go over to the website in the next couple of days and check that out and you'll kind of get an idea of exactly what we're aiming for. Um, and then once you've done that, you'll be able to set your team lineup, move things around. You'll see the team fixtures. You'll see kind of exactly how the platform was going to work had we released it for this season. But uh, instead, as as Kagi said, we'll be uh, building a whole lot more bells and whistles and uh, through think, this year. I was just going to say, I think that's <clears throat> that's now my middle name. Uh, next couple of days, or, or we're, we're close. Uh, that's yeah. I've been saying that a lot recently, and uh, it's, been, it's been dragging on. We did think we were close. It's just that the finish line kept moving further away. It did. It did. So anyway, bells and whistles are coming. Uh, The platform is going to be exactly what we want it to be for 2020 now. Uh, We're hopeful that we can get something running for the Rugby World Cup as well. So hopefully that goes through. But... uh, Kagi's going to get a job. Uh, he apparently can't work for nothing for more than six months, so he's going to get a job and work on some of, the, some of those extra features you outside of those hours. For more than how many years have you been doing basically nothing, mate? Uh, I haven't had a full time job since May 2017. Okay, no rush then. Yeah, no, it's yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, the other thing that we're going to have is we we are going to actually make sure that for all the people that like to draft offline, <laughs> that we can still make that happen and, and be as helpful as we can for that. So we're still going to use our stats that we've, we've purchased for the entire season. Uh, we'll talk to everybody and, and put out there exactly how our platform works and the fact that we're putting a real focus on making sure that every position is valued really heavily, whether it be uh, fly half, fullback, or prop and halfback. So, you know, be- because of that platform being as even as anything available across the board, we are going to make sure that we publish our stats every single week on the website so that you guys can, uh, can use them in your offline draft. 
Um, on top of that, you know, you, you've seen the player stats page, no doubt, if you're listening to this podcast. We are going to have the extra feature where you can click on every single person's name and a new window will click up, which will give you the uh, round-by-round stats, including the breakdown of exactly where their points came from, how many runs, tries, etc. Yeah, three-point averages, all that sort of stuff. All those details as well, yeah. And, more deta- average, more, the, and the player detail information. So if you if you pick your players based on how much they weigh, like I do, um, you know, yeah. height, weight, and birthdays, things like that, you know. <laughs> Countries of origin. Yeah. Actually, I'm not sure if that'll be in there, but we'll see. Yeah, look, I mean, we, we've been building our content over the last few years. Started off a couple of years ago just with some uh, blogs, and then we've added in podcasts and, and sort of mixed up those blogs for what we thought was most valuable for, for our listeners and, and, I mean, for ourselves over time. Um, so, I mean, we're going to be doing the same sort of stuff we've been doing, our casualty ward, our previews and our reviews, but we're going to be adding a fair bit more to it this year, get you guys involved. So Stepping it up. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully you don't write much. Um, So some of the stuff we're adding in is the OG League blog. So that's a lot of what we're doing and, I mean, a bit of our banter, our trades and how it basically works for us. So you can can follow on our season as we progress through it and basically just... How it is that we think fantasy rugby should be played, and how yeah. we've been playing it for the last few years. And if you if you do have a look on the blog as well, uh, if you go to the if, to draftrugby.blog, which is the uh, the rebranded actual blog website as well, draftrugby.blog, then there's titles all the way across the top that can just take you into each of the different kind of sections depending on what you're looking for. So if you go to the OG League, then I've uploaded uh, from the preseason through a couple of season games and the finals as well from 2018. So it will give you a really good idea uh, leading into 2019 as well. A few of the other things we think about adding uh, or we will be adding is we're going to do a lot more feature articles so positional reviews uh, maybe we can do things like a player how he's improving throughout the season he's getting more minutes or or against certain types of teams We're going to use this data we have we've got access to more data We've got a lot more in-depth data and we're going to do some great analytics on that sort of stuff and and feed it across to you Um, Another one of the things that we were going to do is uh, we're going to do a super rugby team draft scores so basically you're looking at if all the Crusaders players were, were a team you pick the whole Crusaders side how many points will they get so you can compare yourself against some of the coaches and all the Super Rugby coaches there that's it you can compare your fantasy team's total score against each Super Rugby team score so see see where you ranked in the 15 that week yeah so you know we, we've joked before that we should just go sit in on the uh, at the desks which are meant to be filled by the Waratahs <laughs> recruitment teams this is your opportunity to actually see if you should have that job <laughs> I'm going to pick a team that I think is ready for draft rugby mm-hmm. and then and I'm going to see how much I can beat the Waratahs by each week. Oh, yeah, I'm 100% backing. I'm ahead of the Waratahs. Yeah, look, I mean, if you talk junk about the Waratahs, which every single person does, then you've got to be able to back it up and beat them. Great. Great. Yeah. Very um, good. Yeah. So I, I'm, I guess the biggest thing is uh, the negative news, obviously. Yeah. That we, that we won't be delivering the full product. So we apologize for that. Uh, welcome any feedback and that kind of thing. We're, we're going to be very social throughout the entire year regardless. And, and as we said, we've got a few big goals and things that we want to achieve uh, regardless of, of the fact that that platform isn't launching for this year. But mm. so far, you know, the feedback we've had is really positive and we appreciate the support from everyone and uh, we'll keep pushing on. Apart from, I think, the last week where um, Harry and Nelson have just been waiting for me, uh, we've never, never been short on communication. I think... I think no one could ever fault us on that uh, with Harry and Nelson particularly pushing out probably about like an average of 20 tweets a day. Um, mm. You know, you'll, you'll certainly be hearing from us the whole week. We'll be letting you know how the development's coming on and, and releasing kind of like more news about features as they come out. And, yeah, you know, for sure. Yeah. Very yeah. good. All right. Is that, that's the entree. All right. So for main course, 
Um, we're basically going to do a deep dive into what you should know for your fantasy draft this year. So, sorry for all those people that have drafted already. First of all, your rookies, because you should be drafting on the Thursday before the competition. Look, I mean, that's, it's easy for us in Australia to do that on a Thursday. I think a timing might make it tricky in other countries. No, I think it's even better if you're in South Africa. Yeah, so because you get more information. Yeah, you get all the lineups for sure on Thursday night. Yeah, you're good. But on their Thursday night, how far is off is it? It's actually Friday morning. It's Friday, yeah, Friday got plenty morning. of time. Yeah, yeah that's true. So anyway, we, we, we always make our trades and drafts on a Thursday night because you have as much detail. Obviously, it just means that the other guys that are drafting early need to lo- know a little bit more before these lineups come out, but you know, each, each to their own. But I'm sure there's plenty more drafts to go as well. So hopefully this information is pretty much like a gigantic cheat sheet. So I highly recommend you have a notepad and pen because we're going to be rattling off a lot of detail and a lot of stats very quickly. So give us an overview. How are we going to do this? We're going to go through each position and yeah, so we'll, highlights, basically. What we're going to do is we go through each position. We're going to talk about some of the best players there, um, how those players are going to be changing from, from last year and what we expect to be different. We're also going to talk about maybe that the, the blokes that are on the outer. So if you're talking about hookers, there's eight hookers starting each week. Delta so we're going to say guys are going to come in. in <laughs> a, guys that are going to come in our that top eight hooker spot. Nailed it. Yeah. So bit, the big movers and what we expect to change. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of guys there that if you're reading stats alone, you're going to sit there and go, yeah, he could be a great pick. And, I mean, we might be begging him to be on the bench. Yeah, so and, then just, and then just intuition, you know? You've got to, you've got to pick on your intuition. Yeah, pick. so I think we're going to be trying to blend raw stats, intuition. Harry, Is that again, how I pronounce no can, it right? No one can see you pointing, but yeah, he's, he's pointing at basically Harry and Nelson form the, the data end of, uh, of... The brains. I guess the brains. forming their drafting opinion. Whereas I just I do it from the heart, with, from emotion. Yeah, you And, and you how go, did that turn out last year? Is that where you get intuition from the heart? I think, <laughs> I think it's, it it's a combination of both, Harry. Look, it, it it's, it's hard to understand, gym. but whatever it was, that's that's why I, that's why I won last year. So okay. just to be clear, yeah, good, good. Is that's why you win every year, yeah? That's why I won last year. Oh. No, I won the three years before that. Oh yeah, cool. When did you win? Yeah, did you I've won. won. Have you ever won? Yeah. If, it's, if it's after five years, does it even count? Like, no, I, I think you yeah. reset. It's kind it of, does. I mean, I have a championship ring. That's what matters. Okay, man. My name's on the trophy. Yeah, is it? It's the OG. <laughs> right. <Okay>. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, what they said in a very long-winded way, <laughs> plus um, plus also injury news and and that kind of thing as well. So hopefully it just covers all bases and uh, and as long as you got your pad and pen, if I haven't mentioned that yet, that Jesus you'll uh, be ready to go. Are you working for a stationary company? Kiki K, thank you. Kiki Kiki. Shout out to Officeworks. Uh, <laughs> Could you use pencils? No, yeah. no, no, don't use yeah, pencils. Come on, mate, don't put You've got to be more confident than that. All right, well, look, so, so we're going to start with... I just thought I'd jump in because I see on the screen that we're going to start with props. And uh, <laughs> as the prop expert and uh, former prop here, um, you know, those, the only one who knows what it takes to truly be the big man up front. Um, pies. Meat pies, that's it. <laughs> yeah, um, not having a job, just sitting eating. I know. That's, that's what we do. It's, it's a lifestyle. Wait, wait, real question. You don't make friends were, you, were you a tight head or a loose head? Loose head, man. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think you were tough enough. I just didn't like to get into the thick of it, you know. There's too, too, too many... Just, no. Yeah, you just like one cheek. You know, you like cheek to cheek, not cheek also, to cheek Also, I like to just to not having to do anything, you know. You can yeah. just, just lean in and just then you can just fall out the side and... Yeah. It was good, yeah. Um, it, I mean, for me, the scrums were just a big rest anyway, you know what I mean? You just come in there and just... You just set the platform and you just... You didn't move your feet, you just That's stayed it. still. Correct. Yeah. All right, um... Without further ado, let's get stuck into the props. Uh, now, since I have been doing the podcast while you have been actually researching, I'll actually just bow over to both of you. Now that I've introduced it, why don't you guys take us away with well, what you've been doing? I did, I did have a bit of a problem when we started uh, 
started when we started talking about this because I realised that essentially I'm just going to be giving both of you muppets all of my information. Well, look, Harry. Some of us have been busy not building a platform or anything, um, you know, so I haven't had time to even I'll, do my research. I just like to point out, I'd like it on record. I have not done any research yet. Mate, we've, um, we've been talking to our devoted listeners, and our hearts have been breaking, and we've been trying to keep them positive. We've been working hard on that, mate. And to be honest, I've been getting phone calls from Razor Robinson. No, you haven't. Every second day, because he wants to know how to do the three-peat, mate. <laughs> That's poor. Yeah, that's... Yeah. It's absolutely not poor. Which You're just can. jealous. All right, let's get into props. So props. Uh, we'll start from the top. So so the obvious one has to be Stephen Kitsoff. He was the top prop last the year. The fire truck. With 35.1 points. Now, if you're playing an eight-man league, that means you're going to have 16 starting props and eight bench props. So what we've done is we're trying to analyse how much value is there between the 1st and the 16th prop, and then for some of those players around the, the fringes of those 16th place props as well to see where can you get your smokies and who's going to be that, that uh, pick that you can pick up real late as well for your, for your bench to, uh, to hopefully build some value through the season. So off pure points, you've got Kitsoff first, Tom Robertson second, Alex Fido third, Jeff Tumanga-Allen fourth and Beast fifth with Taniella Tupo, a notable mention at sixth place. Now, there's only seven points between first to second, first to sixth, sorry, and then we drop off a little further. There's a total of only 13 points difference, or 12.5 points difference from the first prop to the 16th prop. So that means if you pay, do no research and pick your props dead last, you're still only going to lose out, on average, about 12.5 points per position, and you've got a good opportunity to pick another position. So There's a lot of blokes after that top sort of, Group that we're talking about there, that top 16, that are pretty much on par as well, and they could easily be slotting in there. Yeah, but then you would miss getting Taniella Tupo. That's right, we'll come to that. I know I'll be getting him. Yeah, okay. No, you won't. Uh, so, so the thing is... I'm before both of you. So. so the thing is, when we look at these stats, there's a couple of problems, right? So Tom Robertson, the number the number two ranked prop, has done his ACL at the end of last year, and he won't be back until a long way into the season. Alex Fido, the young Hurricanes prop, who was an absolute weapon of an athlete, only played one game for his 32 average last year. Uh, Corny Fury, the uh, Stormers reserve prop, isn't going to get much game time. Angus Ta'avau might be struggling as well, and there's a few others in there, JP Smith, Michael Ala Alatoa, who you just don't know that they're going to get the same consistent game time. So what we've done is we've gone through and we've tried to rank where we think players should actually sit and who where's the value, who are the guys that are rising up. So I would put Kitsoff and Taniela Tupu at first. No one has the run meters at Tupu. And I mean, we, we said a couple of podcasts ago that that's one of the things that we're going to really differentiate and reward props for. If they can make a few runs and some big run meters, it's something that isn't a normal base skill and we want to reward them for it. So I think he has the potential to be the top prop this year, even though he actually averaged a full seven points less than Stephen Kitsoff last year. That's it. So that comes directly from some of the amendments we've made in our scoring system. So the example there being kind of what Harry's touching on, props get two points per carry and they get um, what is it, double points for metres made. So every five metres. One point for every five metres. So, yeah, yeah. You know, the logic there being props generally are making the hard-earned metres. They're, they're slugging it up in close. They're doing those tight hit-ups. Uh, and so... Now, basically, when Tupo breaks the line when he's standing out on the wing or in the outside centre position, <laughs> you'll be losing your mind. So every all every five minutes, churning up points. Yeah, for sure. So the next ones we've got Tumanga Allen, Beast, and then we'll put Kepu right up there because he also has the ability to make those runs. Still had a 25.3 average, so was ranked ninth, so he's been bumped up a few spots. Craig Miller's another guy who is the uh, co-captain of... 
the Sunwolves this year. We know that the Sunwolves are going to have a few camps and rest breaks for Japan, the Japanese internationals as well. So he's a guy that should get some big, big minutes. Alan Ala Alatoa uh, was actually only ranked 13th last year, but the year before that he was the top prop in the entire competition. So, you know, there is a little bit more depth around props in the Brumbies, but, I mean, you got to value that past experience and the, the ability he had just to put in the work rate to get him to the top of the entire rankings uh, two years ago, he two just, seasons he, ago. He disappointed you last year, didn't he? Hugely. I picked him up quite early. Did, I, yeah. I, I thought big things from him, but I'll back him again this year. Wilco Lowe, another big player. Uh, Dylan Smith is probably one of the biggest movers. We had him ranked 22nd, and now we've got him up at about 9th. He only averaged 19.8 points game uh, per game last year. But uh, if you look at the actual points he scores per minute, he scores 0.5 points, a half a point every single minute. That's on par or just above Taniela Tupo. So, you know, reality is he's probably not going to score the same rate for a full game, but he's going to be starting this year, and I think that he could be a guy that is a real mover in the rankings. So we've got him about ninth. He could be a fair bit higher than that, to be completely honest with you. So he's, he's a big one, a big smoky to write down. Tata Val, I've, I've told you about my concerns for him. Tetas Chaparro is another prop that I've got some concerns for. So I think he's just coming back from injury, maybe right for round one, round two. But on top of that, I think you've got uh, Piretti, the, the prop who is their best scrummager. Pioretto, sorry. Um, and then you've also got Medrano as well. Uh, so there's got they've got a couple of other props that probably didn't get the game time last year who could well push him around. So yeah. he's you know he was still a, a top ranked international prop for them, but I just don't think he's going to have it all his own way. And starting the season injured is not a good way to get minutes. And, let, and let's face it, it they're going to they're going to be resting him, yeah. and really blooding some young guns because they're leading up to the World Cup. They need they need the, the young guns to get some time. We haven't heard a lot about sort of the Jags and their resting period and stuff, have we yet? So no, no, no details. Been, yeah, pretty much. In you the just got to assume, I think. Um, well, we, we know pretty much every country and, and what they're sort of doing, and they're slightly different to each other. I mean, Australia, South Africa, for the most part, and, and New Zealand are, are pretty much the same. Japan have got their camp early. and You've just got to think think about the the workload for the Argentinians because they've come off a full season of Super Rugby, no yeah. break, straight into Rugby Championship, straight into World Cup. So there's yeah. going to have to be a lot of rest, like a lot of manic player management. And I think that they uh, there was a lot of talk about the fact that they really died out at the <laughs> very end of the international season, a lot like, like, a lot like the Australian players did. So I think they're going to take some big lessons from that and make sure that they give their players a lot more of a rest through the Super Rugby season. Yeah, so beware. Yep, the guys that are, that round out the top 16 in our rankings are Nia Kanye, Tuunga Fuase, uh, Poliasi Manu, Manu, and Harry Johnson-Holmes. He's so, huge. Poliasi Manu has moved over from the Blues to the Sun. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> so uh, the, uh, the props from the Sunwolves are going to be on their international camp for the first three or four weeks. So we're not expecting to see them until March. So he's a guy that should get a lot of minutes as, a, as an experienced prop and could actually go up a long way in value. Okay. Can you just tell me, what, when he said Harry Johnson Holmes, what did you say? H G H. No, so it's J H. Was it? Yeah. Also, we know, have to, we know, we know, have to listen back. We know you're hard of hearing, but um, <laughs> I think interesting point with Paulie Asimano is that um, Craig Miller and him both play one. They both play loose head. Yeah. So um, I'd expect to see them both playing, but it's not like you know if we're expecting Craig Miller to play heaps of time. Um, I don't. You think he plays both, Manu? I thought so. Yeah, well, he's been playing number one for the Blues uh, for the last couple of years. I can tell you that much. Okay. But, um, so just, just I mean, we think if, if they both play, they'll, they'll do really well, but uh, they might be sharing time. So right. if Manu was a, was a tight head, then I'd be saying both of them Locking will be in. getting lots of game time, mm. but I think they'll 
won't be playing um, I knew we brought you for a reason. That's it. Uh, Harry Johnson Holmes is the the young Waratahs. Uh, I, I assume the, mi- well, the mini fire truck. Yeah, I was going to say I assume he's fiery. Yeah, just purely based on the hair. <laughs> I think that's fair. Uh, we, with the loss of Tommy Robertson for essentially the entire season, he's got a real opportunity to make his mark. And the ridiculous stat for him from last year is he scored 0.7 of a point per minute. When he was on the field last year, Stephen Kitsoff, the best in the game by a long way, was 0.64. So his his ability to score when he is on the field last year as a rookie was incredible. I don't think you know. I think it's unrealistic to promise 0.7 when he's a starter, but he's got the opportunity to play a lot of games. He's another year older and he's fiery, so <laughs> he should have the potential to be a real smoky. Yeah, definitely. I'll rattle off a couple other names just to look at. Toby Smith is going to be fit and firing. He had a bit of a down year last year, but expect more from him. Lizzo Gaborka missed the back half of last year with a broken toe. I'd be wary of uh, James Slipper, Thomas Dutoit with some extra uh, competition from number one, the Brumbies, and and number two from... uh, from Kuni Ustheisen, uh, who in himself is not a bad pick for a late, late pick because of that competition. I'm actually not sure what's up with Kuni. I mean, he was just injured all last year, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. he did his ACL. Yeah. Okay, well, that, that explains it. Yeah. Siadi yeah. uh, <laughs> Tokalahi, I think he's going to be struggling a little bit more for, for time. I think he's competing against Tyrell Lomax. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I think we, we were sort of thinking that Lomax will make that jersey zone throughout the, the season. Yeah, well, yeah, he got his all-back cap last year, yeah. Lomax. So, um, he's a very big boy. Yeah, Nepo Lalala should be on the up after his injury. You've got some competition between France Van Vite, Carlos Sarri, uh, at, uh, at for their starting franchise, the Bulls and Lions, respectively. So, I mean, if you like, like your South African props, they're probably worth a late, late punt as well. Um, and then the last ones, Kane Hames, you know, he, he missed all of last year. He was a big scorer a couple of years ago. Uh, he's apparently very close to recovering from his concussion. So you may well see him early in the season. But again, anything could happen. So yeah. it, it's always a little bit of a risk. Fun fact, he, he saw lots of game time because he, he slots in easily at tight or loose head. So he was a Mr. Fix-It um, when he was playing for the for the Chiefs. But also, did he play for the Highlanders before that? Or am I just making that up? Maybe not. No, he definitely played for the Highlanders. I think he, he still plays for the Highlanders. Just back yourself. Right, Highlanders. Yeah. And still does. He, he, the, the Chiefs had enough problems with props last year, so... Um, yeah, still plays for the Highlanders. Never played for the Chiefs. Yeah, We're talking about Kane right. Hames, mate. Oh, sorry. Take it back. Yeah, that's all right. I'd moved on. Pay attention. Um, but look, I think let's... As much as I'd like to talk about props all day, let's, uh, let's call it there and move yeah, on. I yeah. think so. Look, I mean, hooker's always an interesting one. That's one of our favourite positions. Your favourite. Your <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we, we didn't even line that up. It just, whoop, just perfectly worked out. I mean, you can do some good positions with hookers. Don't have to worry about that sort of stuff. But no, I mean, it's hard to go past someone like Malcolm Marks. Uh, I think one thing to be slightly wary of, and I mean that very slightly because I'd still be picking him as your first hooker no matter how many minutes he's playing, is he's going to get a few more rests uh, throughout the year and, and maybe be a little bit less time on the paddock. Um, a few interesting people there. Uh, other things that I think will be big improvers will be Akers Vandermeer and Mbunambi. I think they're both two blokes that are going to get a, a quite a few more minutes. Um, both of them won't necessarily huge in terms of the minutes last year. You're talking 49 um, for Akers and about 50, odd, I think 53 for Mbunambi um, with Ramon Samuels leaving. So he'll increase there definitely. Um, other people I think is quite interesting, uh, Cody Taylor. So although he's an all-black and he's the incumbent hooker, he's probably not going to get as much of a, a break as some of the other um, Crusaders 
All Blacks. So we will think he'll miss the first couple of weeks. Is that what we were sort of thinking? Yeah, they, um, they said that he would get a bit more of an extended break, but they didn't really detail it. Obviously, yeah. it was in the same conversation as Sam Whitelock and Kieran Reid. Yeah, I mean, Sam Whitelock and Kieran Reid were sort of saying the first four weeks. Yeah. Um, an interesting thing with, I know I keep saying interesting, but it's all interesting, uh, with, with the uh, All Blacks there is they're sort of saying they're going to get, is that I think 180 minutes over the first three rounds. So if he's missing those first two weeks, expect uh, Cody Taylor to come in and, and maybe play out the, the 80 minutes or, or close to it in that third match. Um, just be wary. Make sure you get a backup for that those first couple of games. And who do you think is going to take the the, res- the spot while he's been rested and why? Well, I was just about to, to jump in on that. Fun fact, Ben Fennell, yep. probably the best bench hooker that exists. Um, yeah, someone's going to try to back that up. Harry's going to statistically back that up. And, look, I'm not sure... No, 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 I was going to cut you down. I'll cut me down, sorry. But <laughs> one, one, one of the years for sure, Ben Fennell, he, he came on, and without a doubt, he seemed to score a try almost every week that he came on off the bench. Look, um, yeah, Harry and I were chatting a little bit about this. That realistically, uh, between him and Macaleo, they get about the same sort of points per minute when they're on the field. Um, Fennell sort of had that jersey or that, that backup sort of jersey there a couple of years ago with his injury last year. Macaleo, I think, really sort of stepped up. And I mean, as a bloke coming off the bench, I think he's probably got a little bit more impact. Um, more oomph. Bit, yeah, more oomph is probably a great way, <laughs> way to describe <laughs> it. Um, so, look, uh, I'm inclined to say maybe Macaleo. Um, the, the only reason that I, I agree with that is. Because remember, he's still coming back from his knee injury. Yeah, so he's he's missed most of the preseason. So he's expected to be fit, like bang on round one. And if he's undercooked, it makes sense to start your guy that's got the miles under the belt. Yeah, but I mean, if we're talking the yeah the first couple of weeks, if he's sharing forty minutes with Fennell to see who who can lock in that spot, I don't think that's necessarily going to be huge I mean a couple of weeks of, of roughly half a game it's really who steps up the most there when they get those opportunities early on and also fun fact just this is the level of detail I go into but Fennell is the cousin of the Whitelock family and so there's a little bit of player bias in there because the Whitelock dynasty at, uh, at the Crusaders has has been um, thanks quite, for that. quite a thing so uh, thanks for that mate just you know these kind of things weigh in uh, Nelson um, and this is why I finished first and you finished last last year do you weigh in very heavily. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's important then. Thank you. Um, yeah, no. What do you think? You, you think in Macaleo, if if they're both sharing the first few rounds, who do you think would grasp that spot with their performances early on in the season? Oh, they're both unbelievable. So I think that's really hard to say. But my, my money is, you know, if you're picking one of those two guys, I think there's a lot of value in the first two weeks. If you get the right one, my money is on Macaleo. So you reckon he's going to be playing big minutes for a few weeks? 60 minutes. Okay. See, I'm, I'm following on from the concept of Macaleo, more oomph off the bench. So yeah. you start Fennell, you're getting your I, stock standard structures, yeah. and then you bring Macaleo on to the end of the game. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see Ben Fennell getting Realistically, they okay, both so make we'll sense. We'll help nobody then. Yeah. <laughs> yep. stay, stay away from the hookers, from the Crusaders, <laughs> pretty much, unless it's Taylor. Just back him up. Yeah. Um, in Just terms of other blokes there, I mean, Pango Mosa, Falau Fainga... I mean, these guys are fighting out for a Wallaby spot for, for the World Cup. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see if, if either of them can really grasp um, 
at that starting position. Dane Coles is obviously going to be a massive one. Ricky Rattelli was the second hooker um, on points per game average, which was, I mean, still a massive step down from uh, Malcolm Marks, but he, he was a really big player when he was on the field. Um, so Malcolm Marks... He, he, I just wanted to point out, he, he was Adam's uh, first draft pick this year. Dan, Coles. Dan yes, Coles, yes uh, I saw that. Look, he, he's expecting big things. Coles was, was massive a few years back when he was getting good good starts and good minutes. He's had so a few two years, years ago, 2016, he averaged 56 points yeah. a game and he was 8 or 10 points above second who yeah. was Creevy. Yeah, just yeah, an absolute Mate, mania. It's because he, it's cause he played ago. more wing than ago. he did hooker in uh, yeah. Super Rugby for Oregon. It, it was three years ago. I just three remember that right to left, that long ball oh. that he threw. Cutouts, triple cutouts. <laughs> so good. Unbelievable. Yeah, to hit, hit a winger in space. So, do we expect a huge season from Colts? Or? Look, I think you do. I mean, he's obviously in the All Black setup, um, but he hasn't played a lot of minutes for the last two years. So he's going to be wanting to be on the field. He's going to want to try and get that, that uh, jersey back. So I'd expect him to get less rest than some of the other boys. Obviously, he still will get some rest. But if you look at an All Blacks hooker who's proven to be a gun when he's on field and proven to be a strong fantasy player, yeah. Coles has got to be the man. Does it make me a bad bloke that I kind of want Ricky, Ricky Riccatelli to just get injured so that then Asafo Amu is the backup? Yep. Uh, it does, okay. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I like, I like both of them. They're both, they're both very solid. Yeah. Uh, anyone else? So, yeah, I sort of mentioned Mbanambi more minutes as well. I, I think other than that, I think uh, Damian Fitzpatrick, he's a bloke you're going to see. He's going to be a big loser for the year. Latu obviously shaped up to be uh, more of that Wallabies player. Fitzpatrick's not going to be there after his best year ever last year. I'd mm. say Fitzpatrick. Yeah, well, yeah, he was he was really reliable. He's really solid. He's the only hook on Australia that can throw a line out straight. <laughs> yeah. But he's just not big enough, and he's not hard enough when he's running that it ball. His, up. It was his first uninjured year ever, I think. Basically. He's, he's too wide for a hooker. Five ACL injuries, <laughs> yeah. I think. Truly. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit disappointing that you're not going to get to see him there when he's been working hard, and he hasn't really set a foot wrong, no. um, but he's not lighting the world up a light as well. So. Mm. Yeah. Augustin no Creevy was the other one for me. You know, He had a big, big dip. He was the second-ranked hooker by a long margin to third last year, two years ago, 2017. I think he was the top. Uh, no, sorry, he was the top in 2017. He was second in 2016, and then last year I took him first round. He was my, I was sixth place pick. I took him first, and he slid all the way down to eleventh with yeah. only a 26.5 average. So it was about a 30 point drop from his average the think, year before. I think it, it, it's interesting to note that I mean he didn't play huge minutes last year as well. He played 54 minutes on average. He had similar points per minute to blokes like Falau Fainga, who, who would be someone you'd consider in your top eight, um, and a few other blokes around like Matt Moulds. I think, I think that's the thing, though. If you, think, like, if you think he got managed as a player last year, what can you expect to see this year? I think he's, he's going to be... Yeah. He's, got, he's that, got old legs. They need him for that World Cup. Like This is it, you know? Yeah, he's he's going to lead point. them through this World Cup and then... Yeah. Put, put him out to pasture. He's got. So he's only got a few games to play, and that's for the World Cup. You know, yeah. he'll get. A, he'll get a tune up around the Rugby Championship, but yeah. I don't think this is his competition this another, year. Another interesting one, um, depending what's happening with Shotahoria, but Brad Vardy. I mean, he was a guy. He, yeah, he was prop. I think listed in uh, Fox Sports. He's correct. don't expect mistakes like that from us guys. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, we we actually watch footy, um, but <laughs> he he had um, a, bit of, a bit of a, a cult following in Japan, and he's an interesting player. It's interesting to see how much minutes he'll be getting. But if he does get minutes, he's a guy that could get you some decent points. 
Yeah, I, I had three other names. Uh, I had uh, Tolu Latu. I think he's going to be for a big increase, but I still probably wouldn't <clears throat> get too close to him because of the Fitzpatrick factor. We did mention that. Do we? Yeah. Uh, Jordan Ulisi, who obviously missed, missed a century, the, the best part of last how, year. How dare I miss him? I know. He was the number one pick on one of the on, on the ARB draft last year. I don't know if Money you guys ball. saw that. He, 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 he was also uh, listed as a prop. Yeah, uh, so he will not be a prop this year. <laughs> yeah, because we, we watch footy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, he, he was someone that he's, we've been saying his breakout year is coming. And he's had an injury and he's, he's been held back. He looks like he's fit. I saw a photo of him the other day. It was with the captains. For some reason, he was wearing the, the Rebels jersey and the captains' photos, even though he's not the captain. I was just about to say, he's, he's, been, he's been touted he's, in every photo. He is massive. Mm. He, he's not just bulky. He's a tall man and he knows how to run a footy. So it'll be interesting to see he, he's how got that, he goes. He's got that Malcolm Marks frame about him. You know, I've only just yeah. thought of this thing. No, no, he does. He's, he's a bit bigger than Mark. Well, I mean, sure. he's that yeah. body type. You know You'll find I mean? that detail on our players' I, stats page. I, I know the <laughs> bloke. <laughs> oh, yeah, you will, right? <laughs> I know that there's one more bloke. Harry's probably going to mention him here. He's a bit of an unknown. Is it because I highlighted him? In, in terms of his recent. We also were discussing him before. In terms of his. <laughs> what, what's been going on with him in recent years? Mm. Shock Don't Brits. forget. Shocky Brits. He has retired and he's come out of retirement for this season. It's true. Is that all you got for us? Yeah, Shog Brits. So the reason that we think that he's quite likely to get a lot of game time, despite being 37, apparently nearly 38, is number one, he's looked really good in the trials, including scoring at least one try. He's, he's the one that got away in South African rugby. He, um, he was playing over for Saracens and was an absolute weapon over there. And then his competition has all fallen over. He's the Stephen Bradbury of the <laughs> hooking position. So he's had, if you don't know that, it's Australian reference to a bloke that won a, an look, ice skating. Look it up. If you yeah. don't know that, look that up. Yeah. Stephen Bradbury. Yeah. Just, just go. It'll go be worthwhile. It. Uh, so, so anyway, he is the Stephen Bradbury. His competition is Edgar Muratuli. Uh, I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Muratuli. Nailed it. It's impossible, that one. Um, he was phenomenal <laughs> for the Cheetahs or Kings? Kings. Kings a couple of he, years he, ago. No, no, he wasn't phenomenal. He was the Kings. He was the Kings, yeah. yeah. Who are you talking about? Muratuli. Yeah. 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 So he, um, yeah, you just wanted to say the name. Um <laughs> And then last year just couldn't get a look in. It was just Strauss's show. Um, so he's meant to be back in four weeks, but he's injured at the moment. And Yakov Isagi, who is probably their, the uh, favourite for them, is also injured for a period a little bit longer than I think it might be like even six to eight weeks or something like that. He's he's actually gone for a little while. So essentially, uh, Stephen Bradbury, Shock Brits, is going to get a run of the jersey for at least four weeks. And he's a guy that wants to play in the South African squad for the Rugby World Cup. So I don't think he's going to be giving that jersey back lightly. So I reckon you can pick him up quite late, and you may see him really excel this year. On his old legs. Yep. Be wary. Let's move on, shall we? Anything else for hookers from you guys? Well, you've, you've changed the sheet, so no. Um, you've moved to the lock. I thought you might have done something. It would be right lovely now. to see a suffer more. I would like. I mean, it just needs to be said one more time. I'm a big man. I, I like buying into the hype, and uh, there's some hell of some hype videos. Can we send him to the Waratahs or something? That would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah. All right. All right, locks. Second row. Locks. You're going to need 16, 8 subs. So, basically, off points, it's a gimme for the top three. You've got Brody Retallick, Lou Dejaga, and Peter Steph Dutoit. 
44, 40, and 39 points. So those guys are absolute animals. Uh, then there's a significant, significant drop. So even from third to fourth, you're looking at a drop of six points down to Grant Hatting at 33. Kazuki Himeno on 31. Now, I, th- I think this is a really interesting position because those two guys are both in the Sunwolves camp and, or the Japanese camp and aren't going to be playing for the first few weeks. So really, the next active player is Tyler Ardron at 31 points. So there's like eight between 8 and 13 points between the top three and the fourth pick. So those guys are all of a sudden absolute gold in terms of value for the, the draft this year. And that's why you listen to us, value-based drafting. And the thing that makes it even more interesting is there's a smoky that you can throw in there with the rest as well. Love a good smoky. Mr. Eben Etzebeth in 2017. <laughs> I know can you call he him a smoky? Is he, is he a smoky? Can you call him a smoky? He's, he's been smoky, injured. Man. Man, he's I just definitely saw, not a smoky. I just saw him go in the 13th I, I, I round. I would no, like to there see There is one, you... someone else who's more of a smoky. Hold on. Like... He hasn't played for longer. Just wait. I'd like to see Harry call him a smoky to his face. That's what I'd like to see, <laughs> all right? I won't say anything other than thank you, sir. <laughs> Hello. Uh, even Etzebeth, who is the most injured man alive, and a lot of people will stay away from him because of that. He, made a, he did play 11 games in 2017 for a 30.6 average, which put him up there. Brody Retallick, Peter Steph Dutoit, and Thomas Lavanini were the top four along with himself. And he was only a couple of points, two to three points behind Peter Steph and Brody. So when he's playing, he actually has the potential to be right up there in those top three or four locks, which means you've got four options of locks that you really, really want in your top tier. And then from there, it's an absolute fall to the rest of them. So I can tell you from Tyler Ardron at 31.4 points, you then have... Only a 12-point drop, so less from first to fifth than there is, or first to fourth, to uh, than there is between fifth and 24th rank. I'll be honest, I, I'd be surprised if anyone listening kept up with you on that because you lost me. Uh, I'm saying that the listening. difference in fifth-ranked lock <laughs> and the 24th-ranked lock being the last sub picked yep. is only 12 points. The difference in the first-ranked prop and the fourth-ranked prop uh, is third lock. lock is the <laughs> shut up lock? No one noticed. Is the is only is thirteen points. So it's the same difference between if you get the top four compared to the fifth, or you get the fifth compared to the twenty fourth. All right. So for those who speak English, basically, there's a massive drop off after the fifth. top four. You want one of the top five. Top four. If four. not, do not worry about picking a bloke. Yeah, it, essentially, that's the big thing. You're looking for the diamond in the rough, or the guy that's going to be worth more value than where you can pick him. Otherwise, in the lock. So the guys I'm looking at really Matt Phillip or Guido Petty. Uh, are probably favourites for me. Marvin Ori. Marvin Ori is another one I've got a lot of faith in. He uh, played 18 games last year. going to be the number one lock for the Lions this year. And I expect him to actually build even further. So I think you might see him in the low 30s this year. Hemapo, I'm a big fan of, and JD Schickling as well. Only played four four games last mm-hmm. year, but he was just dynamic. He, the he, prodigy. I mean, Schickling, it's all going to depend if prodigy. Peter Steph prodigy. is playing lock or six. Yeah, Peter Steph's in six. Oh, sorry, seven in South Africa. Seven. Then they expect big things from Schickling. Yeah. If you go beyond the size, well. if you go beyond Schickling. the sixteen, you know, most guys are just going to look at the the top rank picked in uh, in the in, on your draft sheet, and that's how they're going to make their decision. So if you go beyond beyond the uh, the sixteen, and you're looking for Who's that reserve guy that you can get that's going to be worth a lot of points? There's a couple of names that stand out to me. Number one is Patrick Tuapoloto. Now, he was up there in 2016 as one of the best locks in the game. I think he was second or third. So I know he's been a little bit quiet the last couple of seasons. I think he was ranked 20th last year. But he's the captain of the Blues now, if I'm not, if I'm not wrong. So he, he's going to be leading from the front. And, and I know he's back in that All Blacks frame as well. So that's a sure thing to try and push him. Marcos Crema. 
I know he's going to miss, I think, the first week with an injury. But beyond that, he's a young guy that's listed at lock that is almost guaranteed to play in the seven jersey all year for the Jaguares. And, I mean, I don't know how you can get better than that as a lock playing anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Fullback. (laughs) (laughs) Name one. No. (laughs) I went up the sleeve. Okay, no worries. All right, mate. Uh, Tyler Paul, maybe less so, but should get a lot of game time in the first two months at number seven for Jean-Luc Dupriez while he's injured. Uh, and if you want a real smoky, you're looking at Jed Holloway, who has the ability to play loose and score some big yeah. points, but definitely a smoky. He also has the ability to let you down. He does. Look, we, we had a bit of a, a chat about him before. It doesn't matter whether he's playing number eight or whether he's playing the locks. He plays the exact same game. Yeah, that's fair. He, he's a little bit looser of a lock. He wants to run the ball, and he wants to look for an offload. And during the preseason, he's actually looked like that's what he's been doing. He's set up a try, and he's been ready he's to back a long ranger up. off a kick yeah. as well. Ready to back people up. He's not waiting for the ball to come from. He's actually supporting people, and that mean, that's a, a good start. If his mind's on the game, I think he could be anything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Can I can I throw some players out there? I think I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Via for feeder. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, Hurricanes and All Blacks. So he, I think you have him down, Harry, as <clears throat> actually playing in the lock position for the Hurricanes this year, as opposed to in the All Blacks, he's been used mainly in the six jersey. Mm. Um, but in the Hurricanes, generally he's been preferred still to play lock. But um, I've he, got him. He, he's, a, he's the type of guy who can really light it up, uh, and I think. I guess we expect him to get some serious game time this year. He's fit and healthy, good to go. Yeah, we're, we're talking about the guys outside of that top 24 now. There's still names of Jason Jenkins, Adam oh, Coleman, Jean de Klerk, Lucon Salakai Loto, formerly Lucan Tui, Gerard Cowley Tuoloto. Go on, Nels, who have you got? Um, I mean, it'd be pretty remiss of us as Aussies to not talk about Luke Jones. This is a bloke that in Huge. 2015, he was the first lock in 2015. The top lock. 2016, he By was the second lock. Yeah, he was a dominant lock. And I'm pretty sure he was playing most of that time at lock. And this mm. year we're expecting him to be playing a fair bit of time in the Lucy's. So he could be... Playing a blindside flanker role. He could, he could be in that top four. He's, yeah, he's, he's one a, of those guys. And you could pick one of your last picks of the round and take him as a potential top four lock. And that's, and that's you know, we expect him to play a lot of six because the Rebels have great locks in... Adam Coleman and Matt Phillip. That's right. Yeah. And the other name that I'm going to let Kagi talk about because he's got a <laughs> yeah. big boner for him. Well, look, I've got I've got two guys. I'd like. Two big boners. <laughs> two, two big boners. Two big boners for um no for two him. two Smokies that I think we might see some exciting things out of this year. Both Kiwis, uh, as most people tend to be. We've got big Isaiah Walker Lawari. Lawari. Okay, I mean, if you if you say two names, you're definitely going to say at least one. Say that to his I'm face. I'm definitely not saying that again. Uh, now he is a absolute mountain of a man, um, but he's a mountain of a man who can shift. Uh, if you if you want to check something out, Google Mary All Blacks versus USA highlights. I think it was this year or last year, and Eight. he scored a try from about halfway, where pretty much made a line break and then just put on the gas. I think I think his strides were just so big that uh, you know he was covering. Covered the fifty in you know about five to six strides, but uh, okay, that's an exaggeration. But um, but no, he's he's a absolutely he's a young gun, massive unit, and um, huge props on him. And look, the other one who Harry doesn't have highlighted, but I want to talk about, uh, fondly known to the Highlanders as Perry Perry Chicken or Perry 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 Parkinson. But I do have him highlighted. I can't see it. He does have him highlighted. I'll take it back. I'll take it back. I'll take it back. Uh, he does. Um, Perry Perry Chicken uh, is again. I think he could be even... Well, I'm not sure if he's bigger than 
Isaiah Wokalwari, but he is uh, he's definitely taller. Now he is another mountain of a man, and with the Highlanders, I, I, I think they they're going to blood him. I think he's definitely going to come off the bench, but uh, you know all, all it takes is one injury, and I think we could see him getting some serious time, and uh, and he could be quite the player. So. Um, just two Smokies in the locks department to look out for because, uh, as we said, after you, you've gone from the top five, you've, you've got to start really experimenting mm. for the rest of the locks. Ready? You Hilo, Andres Ferreira, Thomas Lavanini, number three a couple of years ago, mm. and Mark On red Abbott. cards or points? Both. Both. Nice. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if you did he, get the red. He did get as many cards and, last year. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Because he didn't, didn't he play as much. Right? True, true. And, and Mark Habit's gone over to the Sunwolves as well. So How do you stop players getting cards? Just bench Don't play them. <laughs> so there's dead set going to be 35 old odd locks that could be anything <laughs> after you get to the top four or five. So I can guarantee you when I'm drafting <clears> against <throat> these Muppets, because they'll forget because they're not very good at this kind of stuff, oh. that I'm just going to stop picking locks as soon as those top four are gone. Yeah. Simple. Should don't we move do, on? Don't tell Kagi that. No, I won't. So then when we move on <laughs> into the back row, again, these are the classiest, generally the best-looking blokes on the field. So you're picking, if it's an eight-man draft, you've got 24 back rowers starting. The difference between the first to the 24th man is 21 points. So if you're picking up the very first man or you're picking up the, the last man that's going to be a starter, it's 21 points difference, which so, is pretty significant. So basically don't leave it until the last minute to pick up your, your Lucy's. Pretty much, yeah. Winning sides are built on back rows. 100%. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> it makes a humongous difference. It does. They're the most important people. I mean, look, we all, we all enjoy watching our flashy outside backs, but... <laughs> Teams are I was going to say, we're going to let Nelson talk about back row, but I know that there's only one man that needs to introduce the top-ranked back oh, row. Oh, come on. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We're going to talk about... Uh, Your favourite player. Akira Yuani. I hear you uh, got a big boner for him. I do. I was telling the guys on the... Two boners. I was telling, telling the guys <laughs> on the Elite Rugby Banter podcast that uh, my fantasy team last year was named Show Me the Yuani, because... Uh, I managed to, Which was I average, but it was I, okay. I don't know how, but I managed to get Rico and brother Akira Yuani. <clears throat> because you trade ranks. I can, no, no, my no. first two picks in the draft. I can tell oh, you yeah. how. I had the option of Akira or Quagga, and I picked Quagga. You picked wrong. Like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, Akira Yuani needs no introduction, and I think... Uh, He's going to have a big year. He's going to have a massive year. All I need to say about this is that <clears throat> we had Scotty Sumo <clears throat> Stevenson on the podcast a few weeks ago, and if Scotty's saying that Akira's going to have a bloody big year... I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. I'm sold on that. So I was already yeah. thinking it. Put put your house on it. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the blokes that were pretty close to him this year were Jean-Luc Dupreez and Amanaki Murphy. So expect not to see Jean-Luc for, a, I think it's two months that we think two Jean-Luc's months. out for. Yeah. And Amanaki Murphy, who knows? Harry's actually got surveillance on his house of Jean-Luc because he's, he's that keen on him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Harry's as keen on Jean-Luc you, as I am on Akira. Have you got um, surveillance on the... The jail cell for Amanaki Murphy. <laughs> I was going to say, I think everyone's got surveillance on that. Yeah, look, I mean, if, if he gets Life announced, <laughs> if no one's, it's going to be very unlikely someone's going to pick him up. If I they disagree. Do, if they do, it's going to be late. I reckon he's going to get picked three, up. I reckon he's going to get three, picked up like ninth or tenth round. Someone's just going to go, I'll roll the dice and I'll pick Amanaki Murphy because there's no clear you know, player here. Someone's got to do someone's it. Someone's not going to do it until you've got two decent Back rowers that you've got locked in, then you can fill you can fill that third spot and yeah. wait for them to come through. Well, look, but Blake likes feeling the pressure and picking uh, outstanding back rowers that are no longer playing, like Facundo Issa. So we, I expect <laughs> well, him to. I had Yako Creo last year, so <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get much worse. All than right, that. you guys can compete for Avenaki then. All right. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, mate. So I mean, that means we're going to see a, a significant drop to the next couple of blokes, which are Pablo Materia, uh, Materia, Pablo Materia, and Artie Sevilla. 
My opinion is Artie Sevilla is going to want to put his hand up for that all-black number sevens jersey. Well, I think it's his at the moment. I think you're right. I think you're right. So 30 points, Todd. He's, he's a bit further down the list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is a bit further down the list. Um, and what about Sam Kane, mate? Well, he he has a uh, broken neck the last time I checked. So what do we think? Is he going to get much game time? Heaps. Blake, <laughs> pick Sam Kane. <laughs> yeah, stay, stay very far away from Sam Kane. I think it was interesting. I'm, you're going to talk more about Pablo Matera, but interesting to note that he's not captain again this year. So Pablo was captain last year. Basically played more or less every game, I'd have to say. Uh and oh, he played thirteen out of okay. Sorry, so he did have 18, his. I think. He was managed, managed as a player for the, the Argentinian team. Um, Harry, you've got to take the cap off the wine to pour <laughs> it into the glass. Better Not after a few. Someone um, else has got to drink it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Matera is no longer captain. I don't think this is going to affect his minutes or anything. In fact, you know, if anything, I think it'll just free him up to just focus on doing his job. Is that is that how you guys read that? I think so. Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. They they haven't got a lot of competition at six, seven, and uh, at. Yeah, six, seven, yeah. and eight. There seems to be a fair bit of uh, competition between mm. Crema Lozano and Bruni and Ortega, Ortega Desio. Yeah. But yeah, number six, Pablo Materi, he just seems to have the jersey to himself. Got a mortgage on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So he's he's going to be a big one up there. Quagga Smith, as Harry said, he picked him up over Kira Yuani. Probably don't do that even more. So he was better in the back half of the year. I'll, I'll put out there that he was easily the better player. Who would, was. You, who would you prefer for the whole year? Just won't have it. Well, clearly... <laughs> there it is! It's yeah! yeah. yeah. But man's got to have his morals. you just got to look at total points. Just not you. Akira Yuani almost got 10% more points throughout the year. God, when you say it like that, it's, it's tough, Harry, isn't it? That's why I only came second. True. First loser. Are you still talking or are you done? <laughs> first, I just want to let you know you're the first last. <laughs> you want to let that sink in. Dramatic effect or something. First last. One of my favourite players, I'm sure one of all of our favourite players, um, David Pocock. He's about mid-range. He, in terms of the, the uh, back row this season of what he did last year, he had a few neck injuries last year. Harry reckons he's been uh, strengthening that neck. So to try and minimise those issues. But if he's having a neck flare-up early on in the season, expect him to be getting wrapped in cotton wool and just trying to minimise the damage that can be done there because he's such a big part of the campaign for the Wallabies. Yeah, we need him. We definitely need him. <laughs> I mean, we can lose a few other players as long as we need we've got Pogot. And a neck. He yeah. needs to have a neck for yeah, us. Yeah, that's good. Um, without Jean-Luc Dupriez, we've also got... Daniel Dupreeze, the one centimetre taller and I'm pretty sure a kilo heavier, identical twin brother. It's fat though. Yeah. I thought it was sharp. How is he how is he not as good? He's identical. Like just be the same. He's pretty He's he's yeah, pretty much not as good. <laughs> he's he's pretty much the same bloke. Nelson was telling me all year last year they're the same, even though Jean <laughs> looked average fifteen points higher. He was he's like, Oh yeah, dad's the same. I've got dad. Twins. <laughs> Dan actually had less minutes. Dan had sixty minutes on average. Okay, I can tell you points per minute. Dan was at 0.54. Jean-Luc was at 0.74. Look, I know the Dupree's family be loving this press, but I'm going I'm to cut this argument <laughs> off there. Let's, let's, let's move on. Other blokes, obviously, Kieran Reid, he's going to have a, a long rest of the start of the season with a lot of the other All Blacks. So expect him to miss a month or so. Mm. Maybe. We're not sure if that includes his, his two-week rest, so he might have to no, rest it does, it doesn't two include more it. throughout the year. I think that was a contractual thing. I think it was actually something that was a part of his contract yeah. outside of what the All Blacks are saying he has to do. Mm. It was something that he had there in a World Cup year to have the extra rest and, and be ready for the, the And All-Bats. I think, look, apart from those six weeks as well, the Crusaders have gone out of their way <clears> to get a replacement to play 
the most like majority of the season, I'd say, in Wetu Douglas. Um, yeah, Fetu. Fetu. Fetu Douglas. Fetu Douglas. He's, uh, and he's, he's a pretty phenomenal player, I think. He, he could be someone that's quite important. If, if you're looking for someone as your backup, I suppose, he's not going to be the person that you're going to hinge on going well, he's, early. He's the guy that you could take late in the draft yeah. for big points for the first month. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But yeah. I just want to point out, Kieran Reid, in 2017, averaged 42 points and was yeah. the fifth-ranked breakaway. I know he came back and only played the last five games, and those included the finals, but his average dropped to 30, and then he <clears> continued to not not really excel to the level that you expect from the world's best number eight through the international season as well. So I've got some worries about him. I don't know that he's going to be as, as valuable as people think. He's always going to be up amongst the top group, but I don't think he's going to be one of the top, top Lucys this year. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that, to be honest. I'm not sure how I feel about this, so I'm just going to stay quiet. <laughs> We're talking. We're talking fantasy. Yes, that so, is, that's what we do on this podcast. Yeah, we're not talking about his, his class. So, if you agree with us, you're not saying he's not a classy player, and you're not actually doing any harm to any All Blacks fans, mate. I like to do harm to All Blacks fans. Mate, <laughs> All right. So, moving on to the other blokes that are there. Obviously, we said Sam Kane's going to be out for a long period of time. Mm. You've got Michael Hooper, who really didn't set the world alight. Mm. This season, so he's Hooper. gonna first first season he was ever injured, I think, basically as well. Well, it was the first season he got a humongous deal for tons of money, and he's <laughs> just gone stuff out, just get injured and have a bit of a rest, I think. Um, but That's in true. terms of other blokes, that could be interesting. So Issa Nasarani, will he replace Murphy and when he moves over to the <laughs> Melbourne Rebels? Stop pointing at your phone, hey? Um, <laughs> Blake Gibson, he's gonna miss a few weeks to start off with. Um, Java Javier. Yeah, thanks, mate. So I think he's going to share some more time this year, so he's probably not going to be as valuable. Mm. You, did you agree with that? Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. Otega Desio was basically the number eight through the entire season last year, whereas Bruni came through and, and played a lot of the back end of the international. So for, from... Paul Tate's interview on, on our podcast looking at the South African conference, he did mention that Otega Desio is likely to be the first choice, but building Bruni's minutes, he's very likely to get some game time. I was under the impression that Bruni could also fill the other roles in the back row. Is that correct? Bruni can also play in the back, other positions in the back row. Well, you, you told me you could play seven, but when you got Lozana and Clemmer, I don't think it really matters. I think, yeah, look, I am, I, I am the first person to buy into hype, and there has been a lot of hype about Bruni. There's been some hype that he's kind of could be the next Facundo Issa. I'm not going to buy that. This is one of those times I'm not going to no buy it way. until proven. But, no, there was huge raps on him um, coming Facundo out of Facundo Issa, though, mate. Come no, on. No, I mean, look, Fac- oh, I love Facundo Issa. He's a great player. Thanks for that. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, how about our man, Manus Schumann? Schumann. You mean Schumann? <laughs> you did have the same. We've, we've, we've done this at least three or four times. I have ever done it. The, the Schumann. The shoe salesman. And yeah, we made jokes about you going in yeah. the shoe man last year. At least, at least on two or three other occasions. In my head, in every other opportunity except for the podcast, he's definitely Schumann. Well, you know what? This year, you're going to get uh, help because there's also Paul Schumann as well. Or what I call uh, them. two Schumanns. The shoe men. The shoe men, the shoe brothers, all <laughs> yeah. right? So anyway, back to the podcast so, again, because we are dragging on. He's what a, about Manus? No, so he's, he's a bloke that gets 0.73 points per minute. So the only person that does more than that... That's 73%. ...is Jean-Luc Dupree. He's the only bloke that got more than him per minute. I do not expect him to be a starter, but if he's getting some good time, 
He's someone that you, you're going to want to have there. Well, the issue for him is that Quagga Smith doesn't need a rest because he's not in the South African international frame. I agree. And you've also got... Skumar's the, he's the super sub. That's what he is. He, he's yeah. the super sub. And that's when he does his damage. Hmm. He's not going to be as effective. He's not a huge bloke, but he, he runs some good lines. And he, he's pretty quick. So, I mean, you put him on at the start, it's probably not going to be as effective. Well, if Quagga gets injured, then I think I'd be racing to pick him up, to be honest. But yeah. otherwise, I'd probably stay well away. Away. You don't think they'd shift Brink in and bring Damani on or something along those lines? No, not really. No, I think it'd be a like for like replacement. Yeah. Scumani yeah. is pretty much Quagga Smith 2.0. Good call. But, but uh, yeah. That's the, the other guy at the top that I wanted to mention that I, I figure you're probably going to get to, but I don't want to talk about him when we're too far down the list, is the Dwayne. Mm. Vermeulen mm, Love Dwayne uh, Obviously playing with the Bulls And every time you refer to Dwayne Vermeulen You have to point out that the Stormers fans hate That he's playing <laughs> for the Bulls that's So right. I've done that The Stormers, they threw too much money at him And so he was, just, he was like, no, I want less Like, that's, you know Yeah, yeah, that's right How dare you <laughs> So he was an absolute monster I think he was like fifth or sixth when he played Four or five years ago, back in Super mm. Rugby, before he went overseas, and he wasn't as good as what I expected when I went and did the research. But if you go off the form that he showed in the South African jersey last year, yeah. he is an absolute weapon. He's a Kira 1.0. He, he definitely knows how to. Oh, that's, See what I did there? Ooh, that's 1.1. I'm not going to give it a 1.1 A. Point nine. Point nine. Yep. He was before. He was before. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, fair. Yeah. Yeah. He's the original. Mate, does that make Akira the Kira 2.0? So the point is that he he's another guy that if you're going to pick him up, he, I, I don't think he's going to go super early. You never know with Dwayne Vermeulen, but he, he potentially has the most upside out of any I'm, of these. I'm, I'm going to give you guys another fun fact. So Correct. even though I said I've done no Thank research. You. And no fun facts. They've all been fun. I'm always fun. Uh, this, this is one of the few uh, things I have looked at. And you don't want to pick up Akira and Dwayne Vermeulen in your fantasy team. As much as... That's what I dream about, uh, because you'll note that in round four, <laughs> both the Blues and Bulls have a bye. So you'll be setting yourself up for some failure. So, or, wow. do they have three good weeks, and then you that's can get a lot insight. out of it them is, in a trade? It is. That's, it's that next level type of insight. You can get a lot out of them You can expect from our articles. Yeah, well, we are going to... You're touching on dessert, that's all I can say. Yeah, but I, I enjoyed it a lot. Excellent. All right. Um, dessert, though. We're not there yet. Nelson, what else you got for us? Come on, finish us. Round it off. We're getting to the bottom of the... Tuck in Friday. We're getting to the bottom of the top 24, Lucy. So where's the value for you? If you're going to say some Smokies, who are you looking at? A big Smokie for me is Dalton Papali'i. Papali'i. So he's going to move across to that, fill that number six role. And, I mean, he could have a massive year. He's someone that is going to sit a whole lot higher come the end of this season than where he is at the moment. He was the 53rd ranked Lucy last year. You think he's got more in him? Uh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and to, be, to, to be noted, he can play six or seven, but I uh, just wanted to put it out there that Blake Gibson, BG, is uh, co-captain yeah. with Patrick Tuilolo yeah. too. So, um, so just, BG has, a, has the jersey of the seven. You've, but you've just got to have Papali E on the field. Yeah. No, you doesn't, do. It doesn't, doesn't matter what work, he's playing. Work rate player. Yeah, he's he's going to have a big year. Yeah. Um, other blokes, who do you think? Oh, Valentini. Someone we talked up heaps last year. Sure. And once again, I mean, he's someone that we should be talking up heaps. He is an exciting young player. How was his NRC? He's he. I don't think he dominated as much. It was disrupting his injury. It was still injured, yeah. Yeah, but it looks like he's done quite well. I've only seen I think snippets of the preseason, but he looked very solid, creating gaps, running hard lines, and he's someone that 
we're screaming out for in Australia. See, I, you must have watched something different to me. I, I watched the first half of the Waratahs Brumbies trial, and he was essentially absent. I was I was really disappointed. I didn't see him making the meters that that I expected from him. I knew him. I know he uh, he did something massive off the kickoff of the second half, and the commentators he, were absolutely love, loving it. But yeah, just you, you, he's a guy that I worry can go missing in games and that kind of solidified it in my head that I don't have a lot of faith in him just yet until I see some performance for him. So, again, you're looking for a late pick-up side. Sure, Rob Balotelli could be anything, but I, I probably wouldn't bet my house on him. I guess the only comment I, I'll make is that with Izzy Nasirani moving on from the Brumbies to the Rebels, uh, yes, Pete Samu is coming in to take a take a you know prominent place, probably in that Brumbies back row, but I don't think Pete Samu will have quite the same effect in terms of ball carrying yeah. uh, on Rob Valentini's game. I think Valentini has to step up there. I think expect a big year from Valentini. If you want to be tentative because you haven't seen anything in tiny bits of preseason matches, then you could pretty much not pick up most players. Oh, I think you're talking down, De- in my opinion. Defensive much? Um. <laughs> um, other other people that are there that could be decent. Hardwick, he's had a, a bit of a disruption over the last few years. He's a very talented uh, seven over the ball. I forgot, we've, had, we've had this convo. He's your starting seven for the Rebels? He uh, is my Cottrell. starting seven. Harry, were you Cottrell or were you... Uh... I went Cottrell. I don't know. I, I, think... I know, Cot- to be honest, I think Cottrell's a six, but I just think that they think he's a seven. Don't, no. I'm with you on Because Fianga played a lot of seven last year. He did. Yeah, but he's gone. So Jones, Cottrell, to share the six jersey, and they want to have a fetcher, it will be Hardwick, and he will be playing seven for a good chunk of the year. Nelson, as a fetcher, playing seven. 100%. And I also think an interesting thing that Harry doesn't think will happen, I could see Dempsey playing number eight. I don't think we're going to see Hannigan in, in second row, because no, you I don't mean, think he... Oh, wait, you don't think we'll see him in second row? No, I don't think he offers oh, enough. I, I th- hope he'll play second row. I, th- I think we'll see him at six. Yeah, or just the bench as well. No, I'd love to see him on the bench. Yeah. I don't... I... <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I'd rather him play than Rob Simmons, but yeah, let's not get into it. Captain Mudd. Yeah. I think hopefully I've got neither of the names in my side of it. <laughs> Dempsey, I think he can play eight. He's a big boy. He's actually, I think, slightly bigger than Wells. He's on one of the trials. He played number eight. He is shaping up to be a good chance to be in the number eight jersey for the World. And you've, you've mentioned Wells, Harry. How many weeks can we expect out from uh, from Michael Wells because he's. Um He's currently representing Australia sevens. in the rugby sevens, yep. which yes. is good. means he's getting fit. But um... Yeah, I actually saw him run and throw a long ball left to right, which I really liked. Mm. So he, he actually had quite a good running game last year, which I didn't expect. But he's playing the Las Vegas sevens, which is March 1st, uh, 1 to 3, which I think is round 3, mm. and then Vancouver, March 9 to 10. So that means that he's gone for mm. probably the first four weeks of the season at least okay. but he the Tars have got a buy in that time so really it's only actually three games out um, but there's no guarantee that they won't be you know he is sharing his contract he's expected back but if they get a couple of injuries he's the kind of guy that they'll be calling up as well so there's no guarantee that he'll be playing all season either and, and picking up what Harry was saying I I actually think that we should just send all the Waratahs, yep. uh, if not all the Australian players, to a bit of sevens training so they can actually learn to pass. Or just uh, send them to New Zealand. Because you know, they seem to do a lot of passing <laughs> in the sevens. You know? uh, the last couple of oh, people... Oh, that uh, seed that we planted uh, with Deborah Seen is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know that. We've sent him there for, for <laughs> development. <laughs> That's it. Too bad he was born. Hush, hush. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think a few more names I'll throw out there just because I'll be interested to, to see how they go if they do get that time. Uh, what is it? Is it Jacobson? Yeah, Luke, Luke Jacobson. Luke yeah. Jacobson. Yeah. He, when he had a bit of a chance, he was pretty solid uh, throughout last year. Um, Taufua, he's going to get a, a fair bit of game time, especially, I suppose, with Reed out 
not not either way he's probably gonna yeah he'll be playing six just signed up to go overseas at the end of the year by the way so that may may count against him a little bit although i think i think they'll just be looking to fucking cash their chips in get as much as they can out of him yeah but they've also got so much depth at loose forward all their young guys are weapons as well that's true we talked about ethan blackadder coming up yeah that's the other guy but before this we were talking about bedwell curtis i think We think he could have a big year if we're going off his fantasy stats. He's not necessarily proven a lot to us in terms of his fantasy. So maybe it's off his actual skill around the paddock. Mm-hmm. He hasn't proved to be a, a big fantasy player. Yeah, I think his his biggest uh, his biggest hinging the thing that will, will set his year up will be the position that Vair for feeder plays. Yeah, if Vair for feeder plays six, I think you'll find Bedwell Curtis is still stuck on the bench because obviously Artie and then Gareth Evans or Reed Princep will take the eight role, so he'll really struggle for game time. If they move Vair for feeder to lock, I think that position opens up, and you may see Hayden Bedwell Curtis play six for them. Yep. I think uh, one last person. Do you think Diamani's going to get much game early on in the season? Well, I'm, I mean, Kyle Brink is back round two or three. So, so I think the only reason Diamani's going to get time is while Kyle Brink's injured, so a week or two. Oh, so, no, not really. What about playing eight? I know they've got Warren Whiteley. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not necessarily sure that Warren okay. Whiteley, they're gonna, I don't think they're going to manage him a lot. As in, I don't think they're going to rest him a lot. No. Yeah. But... Um, you know, well, you know. In terms of a play that you're going to pick up, though, if you can get one or two weeks out of him at the start of the season and maybe another two or three out of him when Warren Whiteley's rested for the year, are you going to pick him up? No. If you're desperate for someone for a week or two... That's that... all i got to he's, say. He's a trade <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. And what about... I wanted to ask... I'm not sure if you mentioned him or not. I could have tuned out. But uh, your, your Nelson's Mike. solution last year, uh, which didn't actually happen... Uh, Shannon Frizzell. Oh, look, I love Shannon Brazil. One, one massive week, three tries, and Nelson goes, No. The solution, Shannon Brazil. No. Frizzell was talked up a lot. And he is a bloke that I think had a really strong season when he had the chance. I mean, look, fair. He got an all-black cap. So he had to be doing something right. You've got to be doing something right. I, I don't necessarily see him as the starter. If he is, he's, he's sharing time with Squire anyway. Mm. So he's a, someone that I would try to avoid as an early pick. So, I mean, just stay away. Uh, let's move on to halfbacks. Yep. So, halfbacks, uh, again, eight halfbacks, four subs. Your first in our scoring system is a little bit different. It's actually Will Genia. He only played eight games, but he had an average of 35 points per game. TJ Perinara slots in at second on 33.7. Out of nowhere, Brad Weber, 32.9. I can't see him doing as well as Tetoya Tahuhirangi. No, nice. Harry got there slowly. Uh, gets more game time, obviously in the All Black setup, so they see a lot with him. I, I think that'll be a bit of a. I think it'll be fifty-fifty split. A Mitch Drummond, Brad, uh, <clears throat> and uh, Bryn Hall kind of situation. So nice. that just hurts Weber's overall stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he'll drop. Augustin Pulu was fourth. Augustine, thirty-two point seven. Do you think his game will change depending on who is outside him? No. He, I think he's a ball runner no matter what. Also, again, I think it will make a difference with him that he's not captain this year. Yep. I don't think he was a great choice at captain. I don't have, think so. have, Go ahead and say that. Um, and I think now he'll just... Uh, I reckon without that responsibility, we might see him take even more runs. See him play a little I bit was going to say the opposite. Really? You reckon more doing more of his job? Yeah, well, I reckon when you're the captain and your team's losing, you kind of like want to tell people to you know stand up, follow me. He's not a big talker. No, okay. So... 
I, I actually think maybe he'll just be more about quick service and actually trying to give his back line a chance to actually have a dart. They've got Sonny Bill and Nonu in centres as if they're going to want them to I hold mean, onto the ball and tie. Surely that, that's, means... all, that's all the better to sell the dummy, mate. Like they, they think it's going to Sonny Bill and Nonu all day. It know? depends if he's got a distributor outside him. I, I think he's be, got Perifetta outside. No, he's got someone to cut out um, outside him. If it's Perifetta, cut him out. <laughs> well, I think he'll be top four, regardless. Yeah, he's uh, And then the last guy that I think is right up there this year is Joe Powell. I'm still not conv- can completely convinced with him as a player, but he's still ranked six with a 30.6 average, so only 4.4 points behind Wilgenia. But he just gets so much game time, and yeah. we reward halfbacks that pass the ball. That's our system, right? How we that try and value job. them that do their job. And he was so far and away mm-hmm. the top halfback for just getting to the ruck and getting the ball out. So I think consistent game time for him makes him a mm-hmm. real, real good buy. Uh, the questions come around Ross Cronier. I'm, I'm not completely sure that he's going to get the game time all his own way. Um, you've got Dylan Smith, the young guy who can run the ball, and who, who's the other uh, Lions? Yeah, the other Lions half that they brought over. No, no, sorry, no he's already said Ross Cronier. <laughs> no, come on, they brought him over midway through the year. Don't leave me hanging like this. Um, Groom, Nick Groom. Oh, yeah. That's right. He's not on our sheet for some he's, reason. Kagi, sort that out, would you? You not? Yeah, he's not on our sheet. Is he still on the tape? Definitely. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. So he's just it, not a very memorable character. So no, he's not. But so Ross Cronier might not have it all his own way. So he was up there. He was the fifth with fifth halfback. I think he might slide. Aaron Smith at seventh and uh, Bert Trenau at eighth. He's another big passer of the ball. Then the guys on the periphery, you know, that, that might sneak into your top eight starter picks or that might just be your, your guys that you're trying to play off your bench. You know, you've got the, the equation of Gordon versus Phipps, who gets game time for the Tars. When they start, both do very, very well. So if one of them starts to own the, the spot by the back half of the season, maybe I think they're more valuable. But right now, you probably just chuck them on your bench and hope they get the start. Hopefully, the Wallabies want Phipps rested. And during his rest weeks, he gets injured. Then we don't have to worry about him. Yep. I'd, I'd happily see Mitch Short. I think he was... Mitch Short? Ten- yes. Yeah. Mitch Short, I'd happily see him on the bench there. He, he was someone that was, I think, quite strong in his game all around when he got the chance. I would much rather see him on the bench and not see Phipps again than Phipps anywhere near the side. I've already said that I'd prefer any either of you two to play ahead of Phipps. <laughs> but Phipps has signed his contract overseas. Surely... Surely that's signed his death knell in that. Okay. Well, you've got, not, we've got enough halfbacks for the World Cup. You've got all the ex-Wallabies players saying that he should be starting for the Wallabies. So I don't know how you don't start him. But anyway, yeah, let's... let's by all accounts, Gordon, he's, Gordon, all accounts he's a great bloke, but just get off my teams, all right? No, I was talking about Gordon. No, no, Gordon, yeah. get in my teams. Uh, so, so the other names that I'll throw out there as some Smokies would be Jeanne Marc, only because there is no one at the Storm as to play halfback. So he may just no, rack up some We'll minutes. probably see Dylan Lades or someone just slot in, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's got the size. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Louis Schroeder for the Sharks. You know, he was in a bit of a battle with Cameron Wright last season, but now the captain of the Sharks. So I just expect him to get good minutes. Yeah. And he's, a kind of, he's the kind of guy that if he's on the park, he could actually score quite well despite not being a massive fan of his face. Can find a try line. Then you've got the, another team battling for position between Moses Sarovi and uh, Tuttle and no Tuttle's injured for I think the entire McDermott, season. He's McDermott. yeah uh, Tate McDermott. So Tuttle's ruptured his Achilles. He's gone, but Tate McDermott has uh, has been kind of fifty fifty with Sarovi. So I think they're they're both a lot of potential. 
Uh, and then the last one that might actually get some consistent game time for me is Ambrose Papier. Uh, obviously, again, uh, you know, seems that there's a lot of teams that are that are doing this, but Ivan Van Ziel is the other guy that might steal a lot of match time from him. But you'd like to think that the reserve halfback for South Africa will at least play 50 or 60 minutes a game. All right, before everyone goes to sleep, let's move on from halfbacks because no one cares. Uh, let's get to the Yeah, forwards. I mean, whoa, it's whoa, important whoa. that the, the top 12 halfbacks there, when you pick an eight, there's like 12 points difference. Exactly. So realistically, pick them late. Who really cares? Boom. If, if we're looking across to the fly halves, talking about the top eight fly halves, it's hard to go past. Mwanga. 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 Um, Valemsi. They're the top two. I, I mean, missed, I don't think there's... Are they, missed, are they the top one. two? Yeah, they're now the top two. Yeah, I kind of think you missed a really big one. Um, only the best player in the game the for the last three years. the top fantasy player in existence. Your first pick. Oh, Dima. I'm looking at your sheet. All right, I'm looking at your sheet as it was announced. Why did we tell it? We should have just pretended. We should have just pretended and then added in a segment later. Just clearly, clearly, apologies for clearly we have him playing flyer. We do have him playing the position he plays. Thanks for catching up, Nels. What else you got for us? So, so to be clear, there we've got the he's top not a huge, two ranked players. Yeah, in draft right He's yeah. not. He's not a huge step up from Moonga. I think it's one point four points something along those lines. Moonga, um, Valemsi is is someone that we expect to have really quite a big year. Just behind him is Perifeta. I think be wary of Perifeta. Is he para franchise anymore? <sighs> he's going to be. Someone else said it. Is there para, a new player? Yeah, there was. <laughs> Do you remember what it was, Harry? Yeah, no. It was... Uh, it's something Perra Bench or It was Sumo. It? Sumo gave his name brilliant and neither of us are good enough to remember it. Uh, yeah. Neither are you. Come on. You guys are used to it. But let, well. let's not skip over Damien Valemsi, though. You know, there's no guarantee that he's <clears> going to have it all his own way this year either. Oh, come on. Look, come I on. mean, if... Mate, he, is, he, he, he needs massive minutes. He'll, he'll get the minutes. He'll get the minutes. Yeah, but at 10 or at 15? No, mate, that, he plays that, like a 15 to 10 anyway, Is that going to be a negative for him, though? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I think that that bit of space, getting those extra meters, receiving the ball down the back, having that bit more space and a bit more time, I don't think that'll be a negative for him. So you're saying he's the second coming of Damian McKenzie. If he plays at 15, we're all good. No, because D-Mac went the other way. I think they're going to play him a lot at 10. The Stormers have an abundance of great outside backs. Uh, Mm. I've I've got him down at 10. (laughs) They've got a lot of good outside backs. Lades will be fullback. Not SP Moreau. No, hopefully not. He'll actually... Hopefully I like he'll be SP. Good. Harry, Harry no, loves SP. Yeah. Sorry, I, I like him as well. That's He's one of those good, unemotional stats he, picks. Those yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he is better at fullback than he is at wing, but I, I don't see him necessarily being the starting fullback. I, I think there's, there is a lot of class there as well. We're getting off fly half, though. We're getting off fly half. Come on, we're not talking teams. Yes. Help right. me out here. What's so, next? So, so Damien Valencia should be on the field. Kagi, who is your starting 10 for the Blues? For the Blues. Yeah. Look, I could be wrong here, but para-franchise, I'm sticking with it. Can I give you an, an alternate view? Yep. I don't think it's going to be para-franchise because he's injured. Yeah, well, sorry. So that was, <laughs> that was a trick question. A couple uh, weeks said, a month. Uh, yeah, uh, several weeks. Has there been added the to the casualty ward? He has, man. That's good. I was just checking. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, para-feta... Please. Para-feta <laughs> missing first few weeks to the month, and then we see someone like Terry Black come in... I don't think we're going to see him lose that jersey. You'll, you'll see him have a lot of game time there to start off with. If he plays well. 
There's uh, Otero Black's got the hype like machine in, in full swing. You know, he employed us a couple of years ago to try and get his name out there, and we were just pushing his name hard. And everyone's sold on Otero Black. It doesn't matter what he does right now. He is the actual first coming if Perifet is the second coming for the Blues. They're very different, so let's not say that. Well, he, he's been he's been a big name that they're saying should be the first choice fly half for them, even though Perifetta is such a talent and was in, was going to be invited to the, the All Black squad. It'll be interesting to see if we see Perifetta playing fullback at some point during this year. Look, I think just play Rico at, at ten and just give him the ball. You know what I mean? Like... No, I think we should definitely see him on the left wing. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Other people, obviously, Bodie Barrett. He's going to be rested a little bit. Bernard Foley. He'll be rested a little bit. There's other blokes like Hayden Parker for the Sunwolves. He can never miss a kick, so it'll be interesting to see. I think he'll be the starting 10 for them. He, he just he shaped that team really, really well, he's, and he's got a few good runners around him. He's not him. playing for Japan either, should be noted. Yeah, exactly. He's not in, in that squad. He actually had a massive average points per minute. He was just behind Perifetta, so he was sitting in about fourth in terms of those top that's right. So he, he came off the bench a lot at the start of the year, and then he started to get his game time in the back half. It'll be the opposite this year, I yeah. think. His average um, was still 64 minutes for the season. Maybe we're looking at him more at 70, 70 plus, depending on who they've got. Who, who is their backup there? Uh, well, you tomorrow when he's, oh, when yeah. he's fit. Who, but he's, he's also not going to be there for a while to, to begin with. No, so there's a few so. question marks over who that might be. Maybe Robbie Robinson could even get a run if he's still running around there. I'm not sure. He is. Yeah. yeah. In terms of other people that are sitting outside that top eight, we've got Robbie Dupree's, Elton Yantes, um, two blokes. I think we are they know blokes? what. Two two chicks. <laughs> what do you? Two two. I shouldn't gender assume. Two players. <laughs> two players that we know what we're going to get from them. Robbie Dupree. Mm. I mean, his his dad's the coach. I can't believe you just said that. We know what we're going to get from Elton Yanchis. That's like the thing about Elton Yanchis. No, like you you know don't what? know what you're going to get. Yeah. You, do, you do. He's like yeah. Mister Inconsistency. He's, he's going to be he's mediocre. Like... <laughs> inconsistent. If he's always inconsistent, you know what you're going to get from him. He's far as gum, mate. It's a mixed <laughs> bag of chocolates. Right? You never yeah, know. he's far as gum. You're not picking him in the top four fly halves. There's you're no way because he's inconsistent. You're, you're not know picking him at all, mate. Okay, put it this way: the top eight. Rounds out at Bodie Barrett on 33. Rob Dupriz is on 32. Then we drop to 26 Felton Yanches for averages, right? But in that top eight, you've got Stephen Perifetto who's injured and shouldn't actually get much game time. So the reality is there's a big step down from Rob Dupriz at the eighth fly half and then all the benches, plain and simple. And there's a few other people around. There's there's Banks, Gatland, and Iwani fighting it out at Highlands. Muddy. Yeah, yeah Muddy. Who do you think that's going to be? you think it's Gatland? Or do you think Banks will take that spot? Banks? I think we're all divided on this. Mm. Harry thinks Josh Iwani. Mm. I don't think to start off with. I think Iwani... Well, the last name. Look, I, look Harry, I, you can sell me with the last name. I, I agree with Harry. I, I honestly think BG. Yeah, I, I agree with you for the start of the season. Yeah. And I think Iwani, he's going to have to take his chances. And we might see him getting more minutes throughout the season. But I, don't, I wouldn't be banking on him to be your starting ten. You mean to make that pun? It would be banking on him. So, I think I think we'll see BG with Banks on the bench, and I think we'll you know, we'll see some rotate. We'll definitely be seeing him playing. Yeah, that's, Look, that's I, I think issue. that's probably the most likely. But yeah. God, I hope they play Joshuani, and, and I think it's up in the air enough that a late pick Joshuani might be good because I reckon if he gets a start, Take him. pretty much all of your competition is going to be going after him. That's true. Yep. 
Excellent. All right. Obviously, no. I've got one more that I want to mention. Bryce Hegarty. So we've still got him as a fly half. Am I right? I think so. We should change that. Well, he's technically a fly half playing at fullback, but I'm pretty sure we got a fly half. So anyway, he's moved over to the Reds, and uh, and he's expected to start at fullback for the for the majority of the season, by all accounts. Uh, Brad Thorne has given given him a big big rap. And uh, they really like what they see from him. So he's a guy that uh, that could be worth a lot of points. And another name that no one's mentioned who I'm just going to have to as the uh, ah, as an Australian is too. Quade Cooper. Do you see? I don't know. If, are you doing that for everyone? I said it's yeah. It's, it's a simple one. Just initials. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good. I like it. Uh, so, so Quade Cooper a few years ago was pretty good. Last uh, two seasons ago, I picked him up and I thought that he, he that he might be worth more than his value, and he was just hovering around you know the Elton Yanchi's <clears> type, just outside of the mix of the guys that you really wanted. So I'm not saying that I would put my money on him to be a big big player, but you he's, never know if the if the Rebels get a bit of a roll on. He's got a very classy side of around him with players that know how to run lines players that will be backing up if he puts chips through they'll be ready for it I think it, it, it's a <clears> team that's going to suit his structure pretty bloody well and more importantly he's got world class service he's got Willie G he also had that at the Reds too he does but he's got that again we're trying to say why he's <coughs> better now though anyway so we'll move on yeah, any, any more fly halves for us? no all right, that'll so do it for flyers. The inside backs now—it's it's centers. Okay, stop calling them inside backs, mate. They're centers. If you check on the Drive Rugby platform, they're yeah. called centers, and they always have. Nothing well, to do with that. no. <laughs> to be fair, they were centers before you came along, <laughs> and we've been in this a lot longer than you. you I mean, actually, they were inside backs before I came along. I actually inside called backs. them the uh, second five and the uh, no, outside half. That's ridiculous. Uh, You're not kidding. <laughs> So anyway, Michael Little and Anton Leonard-Brown were your favourites, 51 and 50 points last year on average. Then there was a 10-point drop, a 9-point drop down to Samakarevri and Nani Lamape with Jack Goodhue there as well, 41, 41, 40 points. And should, should we point out that, you know, I think that's a bit uh, illustrative of some of the changes to our points. Because I'm not sure, I think Michael Little is still definitely top from uh, the Fox Sports scoring system. ALB was sh- like third or fourth. ALB was, he was still up there, but uh, but definitely Samu Karevi, we're about to go on Samu Karevi and Nani Lamape were um, certainly yeah. probably two or three, I think. So <laughs> ALB being rewarded for um, Distribution. just more of the stuff he does around the park, basically. Yeah, yeah so I, th- I think it's really important to know that there's two top centres on that rankings. Uh, those, those guys are probably not the big names that are going to go super early based on name, but if you've got players purely going on per, points per game that don't know the draft system, you might see them disappear pretty quickly. Uh, Karevi, Lamape, Goodhue. Now, they're the three guys that if you didn't look at numbers, I would think that they were going to get the, the top three picks. Uh, and then it's, it's pretty tight, actually, for a fair few picks between uh, you know, Creel, Thompson, Esterheisen, Dialende... Uh, Hero De La Fuente Lucanio Am Kurtley Beal Tay Walden There's only like Seven points like There's a big bunch Together where It doesn't really Matter who you take You've got Sonny Bill In there who I'm not Sure is going to be Ma'a. As consistent, consistent This year because of Ma'a Nonu around You know we don't Know yet if it's Going to be paired together which could be great for Sonny Bill or if TJ Fayani's second coming of second coming TJ the rise of TJ <laughs> okay. Fayani in the uh, minor well, 10 cup could could rob him some minutes as well Nonu just played 13 I mean not, not that it's indicative but Nonu just played 13 in the trial match against yeah. the Hurricanes last weekend outside of TJ um, and also outside of TJ and also uh, in our chat with Sumo um, he you know TJ Fayani was just coming off 
a huge season for Auckland, and he captained the Auckland side in the ITM Cup. So he he won the minor the minor the, the won the minor ITM yeah. Cup. So he's he's done the hard yards. He's earned that spot. Um, it's now just about how they money, how they balance the talent. Yeah, Money Bill's one of those names though that you feel has to start at some point, but <clears> maybe that's it. Maybe he's, he's another one like Ibn Etzebeth. You just don't really see play Super Rugby. He's there for the internationals, and that's about it. And I, I want to touch on someone you just mentioned. You want one to of those names? I want to touch on someone. Oh, okay. Or touch someone. Who knows? I mean, this guy has a name that's just fun to say, but <laughs> Geronimo uh, <laughs> De La Fuente. Hero. Um, or hero. Hero. Um, hero. hero. He... Um, in a team where you rarely ever get the lineups on time and it's yeah. notoriously difficult to know if the players will be starting or not, uh, just compared to the other teams, I think you can be pretty safe with Hero, particularly given that he has been given the captaincy this year. So he's already out and out the best and preferred 12 in the uh, Haguares lineup, but um, given the captaincy, I think he'll really be seeing. You know, I'm sure he'll have to be rested once or twice, but I expect I expect no more than one or two games, and he'll be seeing out the whole season. Yep. Yep. So the the other guys around that the edge of the starters role, you had Petermer in there on averages, but he only played two games, so I don't expect too much from him. He's, he's Pe- gone. Pe- Is he gone? Pepetema. Yeah. Yep. Is he? He's gone. Okay. Well, he's gone. Definitely, I don't expect much from him then. That's good. Uh, Bill Meeks, and then you got Ryan Crotty sneaks in on the top sixteen, then on twenty seven points, and then you got Proctor, Tom English, Macaulay, Ryan? Ryan concussion. Yeah, that's right. Rough, mate. He actually played 15 games despite that last year. No, no, like 15 seconds of 15 <laughs> games. Like. He's still, well, he still averaged very highly, so, yeah, man, you're, you're brutal, yeah, very brutal. But he, he, he played well and scored well when he was on the field. I think I think it's a good point. If he doesn't get concussed every game this year, he actually scores at the same rate as Tay Walden, who uh, who pick, had 33 points on, on average per game. So You're picking up what I, what I was putting down. So good, well good, done. okay. Uh, but, you know, there, there is value outside of that. I think Reese Hodge... <laughs> is going to be back around week one. They have a bye week two, the Rebels, so definitely week three. Uh, He's a guy that could do very well. Actually, sorry, breaking news, just because I had Twitter open, it actually says, Reese Hodge, I can now find the post. Uh, I've already read this post. It, what says he might be back for the first week? Yeah, yeah, it says the same thing though. It just says that it's exactly the news that came out a week earlier. They're just fishing for headlines. So they said he's a maybe for week one, definitely for week three after the bye. That's, yeah, what, that's, 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 what, that's what happens when you try to sneak one up. And hang yeah, it. sorry, yeah, mate. I'm, so. I'm on that. that just keep, keep in mind, the the Super board. Rugby injuries is like on a 30 second refresh <laughs> on my computer. Uh, <laughs> so Reese Hodge is there. I would stay away from Vorstrom Mapo on on uh, the Lions. Vorster maybe is a guy that I would rate over Mapoi. Matias Orlando. I think, I think it's important to say that Vorster's going to be starting in a 12 jersey for one. That's yeah. right. He, he's, he's been but great he did, when he did all last year. Uh, he did the majority, I suppose, yeah. yeah. He, he averages 63 minutes, though. We, we could see that lift a little bit. Yeah. Howard Manisi is, the, is he, the guy that might take some game time off him, but I think it's it's meant to be a fair distance between him and those two. For sure. No, I'm just saying, Vorster, I think it was only a few years ago, Vorster had a pretty bloody good year, so he, yeah. he's got the potential to... He, he does get his hand on the ball. He's got the potential, bit. but he's outside Elton Yarchi's and what do we really expect of the Lions this year? And inside Mapoe, so... Yeah. Um, so Matias Orlando is a guy that got a fair bit of game time at outside centre for the Jaguares. Mm. I don't think that's going to continue. You know, oh, we bah. saw through the end of the year and through the internationals that Matias Moroni, also a centre, mm. is uh, we've got the starting jersey over him. Played a little bit of wing, but almost all of his games is outside centre. Now he's a guy that I know you have big raps on. Yeah. Uh, if he gets some good game time, I don't know. I, there's no real fantasy scores that I could find from the past years that really screamed that he was a big smoky. But 
part of me just thinks that there's some real value there that is a little bit untapped. He's got some pace to burn. Sevens player. Fantastic sevens player for Argentina. And, um, yeah, they seem to really, really have big wraps on him. To, to be fair... He has got terrible points per minute when he has had he's been on the field. Oh yeah, I know. Terrible. He's like right down with. N- he's he's, than he's one. super young though. Like he's still like early twenties. Like. And it will be interesting. That's not that young. Yeah, no. He's like fourteen. That's true. Um, and look, just because <laughs> that was a nice segue talking about sevens players, not sure Harry was getting there yet, but. Uh, Ruan Nell. Harry, let's talk about him. Yeah, I mean, if you've listened to anyone looking at the uh, South African conference, Ruan Nell is the name that comes up more often than not. Mm. He's expected to start at outside centre for the Stormers. That's right. Thanks, mate. Yeah, JJ Engelbrecht was the other one. So I actually think he's probably the best Smokey of the lot because he really doesn't have a lot of form. He was in the South African international camp, although didn't get minutes there as well. And he's dynamic from his sevens days as well. So he could be really, really useful. And I'd like to point out he's hilarious. I was doing some research on him and I was watching some videos. He went around the sevens stadium interviewing people about how Ruan Nell went yesterday. Uh, obviously, <laughs> talking about himself. And people, like, he, he stuffed up to lose them, like, the sevens that day. So people were just talking trash about him to his face. And he was like... <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was just hilarious. It was great. Uh, two other Smokies, Alex Nankivell, who is the inside centre for the Chiefs. We don't know exactly who's going to take that place at the moment. Uh, go back and listen to the uh, the New Zealand conference preview. We talked about that in a little bit more depth. It could be a number of players, but Nankivell's probably the favourite there. Can I say as well, just um, obviously Anton Leonard Brown has a is, has a mortgage on that 13 jersey. It's probably probably one of the most, if not the second most, crucial player in the Chiefs lineup. Um, I was I was watching the Chiefs Reds preseason game last week, and a guy who they have pretty big ups on. I never really thought that much of because I thought he was quite small. He's very young. Balen Sullivan. He was yeah. playing in the 13 jersey. Huge, big bloke, and really really quick. So. Um, I think uh, he's certainly going to fill in, or I, I would imagine he's going to fill in in the 13 jersey for any of those games. ALB is not playing, so that's at least two. Um, look, I don't expect him to see much more time than that, but I uh, just thought I'd throw that out there. So if you're looking for looking for that weekly fill-in and for a smoky, Balen Sullivan, I think he, he had quite a game against the, the Reds. So um, yeah, nice. watch this space. Uh, the other guy was Jordan Jackson Hope, who may get a bit of game time at 12 or 15 for the, uh, the Brums as well. So he's just a young guy that's been in their system for a long time, and I think this could be his year that you see him come through. And I hope so. You guys, I, you guys rate him, I don't. I skipped you someone. Watched, you haven't NIC. watched um, I watched NIC, him in NIC, yeah. yeah, when you watch him play, awesome. he's, he's electric. He's Are you saying, awesome. you're, you're saying 12 or 15 is what you might say? Yeah, mainly 12, but 12. a bit of 15 maybe. What about, uh, see, I would, okay, he's been good in the NRC, he probably deserves the run, but I think, well, based on some recent form, Simone. You mean one 12, match. You know, one match, maybe one, two runs. Based on that one match, yeah, those two runs. Yeah. Also, there's a guy who I would really like to see playing, but I don't know if we will. Uh, I think it's Tom Wright. You mean the Manly Rugby League player? Correct. He's just come across from League. He's stolen by League, another one. He's still very young. I think he's 22. He's pretty young, but yeah, he's. I I I did a bit of research on him, a bit of game tape. He's 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 something. He's got a turn of pace. He's pretty agile. Tom Wright. Yeah, no, he's centre. He's he's a centre slash fly half, as far as I know. He oh, can play okay. both. We'll find it out. He plays fly half, but he he does like to run those angles out wide. So yeah, I think you could see him as a, a 10-12. Yeah. I'm not sure if he, we'll I mean, see him lining up at thirteen or something. To be like fair, that. like TK is 
Tavita Kurandrani is playing every he's playing every game this year in the well, yeah, that, that yeah. was the other guy that I wanted to mention because mm. Kundrani's had a bit of an injury a couple of seasons, yeah. but he's just an absolute weapon. And in the preseason, I think he's scored something like five or six tries from his three games. Like mm. he's been on an absolute tear in the preseason. So I think you can expect big things from him. You guys know that I pick him purely based on the fact that when he the scores choo-choo? a try, he does the big choo choo, and that's. I mean that those are those are the intangibles that you just can't measure in terms of the draft. <laughs> yeah, it's so, worth a lot. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, in the spread for the outside backs, you've you've got twenty four starting outside backs with a spread of about nineteen points. It's a slow taper. There's not no steep drops between your top couple further down. You're always going to see blokes like. Uh, Falau, Rico Yuani, especially now that he's back on the wing. Alamalo, we've got no Nairavoro this year. So Alamalo injured. Yeah, injured. small wrist fracture. Yeah. A so, couple of weeks. Yeah, four yeah. weeks, I think, three or four weeks. Yeah. So people that will be interesting, Salmaki, he's he's not on Tongan camp. Godzilla. So he will be there. He won't be missing for that first month. Let's just say he, he only played eight games last year. But what an eight games he played, Harry. It, it was, but does anyone play more than eight games for the Sunwolves? No, they don't. So I think you just got to keep any of that in mind. With oh, actually, that's not true. Michael Little does. He does. But yeah. no one else plays more than eight games. Craig Miller might. He, he might. Yeah, true. So. But no one else. <laughs> Parker. No. <laughs> no <I haven't. laughs> Utamura is going to get the back half. Let's keep, let's keep figuring out. No, okay. Um, Parker had thirteen yeah. um, <laughs> last year. Man. I'm talking about this year. Oh, sorry, sorry. So. Other people that are interesting, no Tamana Valu at the Crusaders. So we're going to see someone like Manasa Mateelli, who when he came on, he was electric. He didn't need a full game to score amazingly last year. He, he, just he, he, had, a, he had 0.72 points per minute, which rivaled exact same as Falau and wasn't too far off Naira Voro. So he could be, if he's getting good minutes, right up to the top of the All pack. you need to know about him is that people were, we were picking him in our draft when he was still only on the bench. Like He was only going to play yeah. half a game. Didn't stop us picking him. We were picking him. Oh, I agree. <laughs> that was because you were guaranteed to get a Ryan Crotty injury. <laughs> no, I, and yeah. then Tamalavalo <laughs> into outside centre. Tamalavalo was disappointed when that happened. Yeah. <laughs> As a coach of his, that was, that was <laughs> never a good thing. Or him stay on the wing. Yeah. I think we'll see a big year from Ben Lamb. He tapered off Blam! when those, those All Black squads were named and he wasn't in that squad. It seemed like that hit him hard and he tapered off. He's got one more crack. At this All Black squad to try and get into the, he, the he only World tied Cup. the Super Rugby try scoring record. He didn't he didn't surpass it yeah, like we all thought he would. So yeah, he, he, did did he did surpass. I it. thought he won by one. I think he did, mate. By even one. even yeah. Big T to Kelly Nairavoro passed it. He just beat all of them. He beat Big T by one, didn't he? Yeah, George Bridge and Big T got. Yeah, Look, four, guys, I'm sorry. I know 15. I had all these players in my team, but I just <laughs> forgot they were scoring so many tries. It's hard to keep count, you know. Like, sorry, guys. All right. Yeah. Fun Cheers. fact. <laughs> Cheers for that, mate. <laughs> another, another one, I mean, if we're speaking in the same breath, well, I know we've moved past him, Salmaki, Lameki. So he's another person that's very dangerous on the wing for the Sunwolves. Is Lameki in their um, international yes, squad? in the yeah. Japanese squad. Also, so, a stress fracture in his groin and will require a month or two to heal. So not much difference to being in the squad. <laughs> Except he could miss... Same, a, same, but different. But he could miss eight weeks. <laughs> No, he's there for about a month, you were saying. A month or two. Yeah, two is different. <laughs> <laughs> small difference. Small. People outside, just outside that that I think will, will make a bit of a difference. Michael Collins, this has got us all in a little bit of a debate. I don't think, like it. We think he'll, none of us like his face. No, I don't do, like him. Do you think you'll see him starting? Unfortunately, probably. I don't. 
But I like Nanai so much more. It's not even funny. You're going to get Nanai on. Or Duffy. You, you, you do. You just <laughs> got to get Nanai on. Get Nanai on. Yeah. I see Nanai fullback. You only left Duffy right wing. For me, it, it's hard to go past that. Collins, he can play a bit of centre. He can play fullback. He's great to have there on the bench. I see him fitting that role better. Right. Fair, fair. So I, I think he's someone that just be a little bit wary of. Andy Muirhead, the bloke who we <laughs> hate his head. I think Muir must mean I hate your head. He does. Yeah. So he's surely he's not getting as much game time with Pulu coming across, mm-hmm. with, with Spates looking fit. So I don't think he'll get a lot of time. Chance Penny's there as well. So he's probably going to be someone that I we don't see much of. taking a chance. Don't take a chance on Penny. Yeah. He's going to do something stupid. Head high tackle or something along those if, lines. If, if he gets the chance to get on, he's guaranteed to get a red. Money penny. Yeah. Vince Arso, we've got listed as an outside back. Correct. It would be great to see him fill that void left by Sevilla, but I think we're going to see Hooson fill into that spot. Hooson. They're not like for like, but he's, he's just such an exciting player when he's on the field. He, he can slot into a few different positions, so he could be someone they use on the bench for, at the Hurricanes, but I'd love to see Houston playing uh, on that right wing. Of, of course, the biggest rival is probably what we think, Nehe. Milner Scooter? Yeah, I would say so. I, I, think, I think Nehe's no longer competing for that fullback jersey. I think no, he's competing for that right wing. I, I do agree. Yeah. He's someone who's had a lot of injuries as well. Um, it'll Too be, many injuries. Yeah, and which, is, which is a bit sad. I was reading something about him the other day. They were talking about there's still room for small blokes like us left in it in, yeah. in Super Rugby. Yeah, he's the small wing. He's my size. I, he's, he's, small, he's, he's, no, he's no deep. But he's, he's the tiny. No, but he's this, he's saying he's the small bloke. There's still room like for me in the in the game. Mate, he's he's, he's Mac. If Mac let himself go and just had markers for the off season, he, he's 180 centimeters and he's like 90 or just yeah, over 90 he's kgs. A nugget. He's a nugget. Yeah, so he's he's got some strength to him, and, and he's lost about fifty mm, percent of his pace through continually getting injured. Yeah, I think yeah. that's his problem. He's I mean, agility. I, I know. I know the majority of injuries were his shoulder, but somehow that affected his pace. Just those arm swings aren't as, yeah. as violent as they were. A few people that I think we'll see some changes. Uh, Chris Fsotia, not sure if he'll have that outside centre spot. If we'll see Patea sliding in, I think Patea, another year of experience under his belt, he'll I, be a great one. I got huge props on Patea. I, th- I think he's, he's starting. He's starting somewhere every round. He's starting somewhere. There's no doubt he's starting somewhere. Yeah. Whether it's at fullback, which is least likely, on the wing or outside centre, yeah. he's going to want to get his hands on the ball. He wants to get involved. I see him starting wing all year. And I think he's, he's someone that's a, a, a real solid barnstorming winger. Someone like we saw Parise, who's gone this year, and he's gone across to the Broncos and, and league, which is a bit of a sad, Rookie sad loss. Mistake. Yeah, but. I mean, he's obviously not that bright if he's gone across the league, but that's fine. Sure. Um, Mapimpi. Surely we see Mapimpi. Makazole Mapimpi. A, a, a guy that only two seasons ago was really lining it up. He had to be in that top handful of outside backs. Didn't seem to solidify his spot on the wing. He had 10 matches. He had an average of about 56 points. So interesting to see if he, he can lock down that outside uh, that, that left wing spot. If he does... He will be dangerous. There's a lot of other names around that could be be roughies. You've got someone like Marika Korobiti. He's down, I think, in the 30s in terms of where he sits. Um, I know you've got a few names highlighted there, Harry, but we've got Sefa Nayavalu, who, who's moved across to the Reds. He had an average of 45 minutes um, a game last year, so we'll see him have a, a lot more minutes. He had 47 points per minute 
uh, sorry, 0.47 points per minute, which puts him pretty far up that top. It, it can put him in that top 10. It puts him similar to Lemecki, to Jabo Yolengo, who's not going to be there this year. It puts him similar to Jordi Barrett, only 0.02 behind Jordi Barrett. So keep an eye out for Sefania Valu. I think the ball will get out to him. Um, yes, he's got a pretty inexperienced 10, but a, a 10 who likes to distribute that ball out wide. Interesting to see if we've got a Patea at outside centre. Maybe he gets his hand on the ball a little bit less. Um, if it's a Chris F. Sortea, he's someone that could definitely be a, a dangerous dangerous man in a red side that does like to get the ball out wide. Mm. The, the other names I had, oh, you got a couple more there? I'm just scrolling through. There's plenty. This okay. Caleb Clark from the Blues. I don't think he'll get a lot of game time, but when he when he has nah. had that opportunity, he's... he's he's probably too far out in the fringes for me. But yeah, I mean, Batista this... Del Guy is, is someone that was ranked 41st last year and or 38th, sorry, last year. And, and what an end of the season he had. He's an absolute menace. The, the ability that he has to break tackles and step people should just rack up points he's, this year for him. He scored his way into the starting uh, Pumas. Absolutely, uh, yeah. He was yeah he was he was amazing for a rookie unbelievable so he, he's, he's now surely ranked above Moyano so should get consistent game time for them uh, the other one I had was Sergio Peterson so yeah. injured all of last year missed the entire season but then went to the Curry Cup Lit and it up. I think he scored thirteen tries or something like that and, yeah. top, and topped top the entire tries, yeah topped the try count for the entire competition over there so. Big expectations for him. I think he's. You'll probably see him on one Stormers wing, uh, out the back with Dylan Lades and SP Maria, most likely. In, in, in my opinion, wing, and they've got some yep. a handy backup in uh, Sinatra as well. Yeah, look, mm, handy's a Sinatra's a, 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 a I mean, like for like type of backup. You know, a a very yeah. exciting player who's come across from Sevens. He hasn't given us what we all expected from him since he's come across. If he can get into the form that we were all seeing in sevens, then sure, they could be sharing a lot of game time. If he can't get there, I don't think we'll, we'll see too much of him. I think uh, one of the other names that we've missed is DHP. You haven't mentioned him, have you? No, I haven't. So DHP has the same score as, score per minute as Mapimpi. He's got a 30.2 average rank, 34th. But he also came back from injury, only played 10 games last year, and now he's the captain of the Rebels as well. So I think... He's a guy that will exceed expectation for sure. Yeah. So uh, is there anyone else that's exciting? Courtnell Scorzan, I think, as well. So he was an absolute hero for a bloke that has no ability other than absolute pace. And I mean that with my whole heart. Literally a sprinter that found his way <laughs> accidentally onto the field. Yeah. He scored very, very well a couple of seasons ago. So I, I think if he gets a spot over, I think he's probably competing with Ruan Comrick now. Uh, for the right wing spot, considering that Diancia should have that left side, so he, he's a guy that could get a lot of time. I think someone who, for me, is is one of the most exciting people, especially with what's happening in their side at the moment, is is Nana Saturo um, at the Chiefs. He's someone that we could see actually starting on the wing early on in the season. So if he does, expect some big big things from him. Yeah, he's very young, but if we go off what he's been doing at sevens, which again. Hard to translate sometimes, but he, he's only just, if you're a South African, New Zealand, it's an easy transfer. They all yeah. nail it. <laughs> he's, he's definitely someone who's very, very talented. And yeah, so with Alamalo out for a couple of weeks, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he could be looking at a spot. Um, you, you've got one more that you think maybe could could clutch well, at that spot. Uh, I will talk about him in a second, but also Shawnee Stevenson. Did we talk about him? Because <laughs> yeah, he just I, doesn't score that well. I don't know. I think he he had an injury like fairly early on. Like I obviously picked him up last year. I was expecting some big things. But uh, Shooter McGavin, he, he had an injury that kind of really set him back last year. Um, 
but I think I think he's he's definitely now in the outside backs of the Chiefs. He's the top two. So I'd say your number yeah. one is Alamalo. His second one is Sean Stevenson. Yeah, so I think so. He's, and, and they seem to prefer playing him at 15 and Alamalo on the wing. So um, I think we're going to see a lot of Sean Stevenson. Uh, and if, if, he's, if he's getting ball in open space... Like well, you should pick him up early again. Should I pick him up early yeah, again? Yeah, okay. Other, uh, first round. But yeah, well, you, you guys were baiting me into someone we probably won't ever see play, but you know, he's one of those players that it's going to be like, I have an itchy finger to just try and pick him up as a smoker anyway. Uh, Atata Moekiola. That's also known replies. as Hakuna Atata. No, Kuna Matata. Who's with Kuna Atata? It's is... Kuna Matata. You've got to put the M in front of it, mate. Look, you, you guys have both lost the plot. But um, uh, no, he's, he's an exciting player. His name, he's, you have to. He's, okay, just <laughs> enough. <laughs> right he, he's an exciting player. Um, by exciting, I basically mean he's an enormous mm-hmm. Tongan born winger that just basically wreaks Play, havoc and destroys everything in his path. Under 20 at Japan. He did. He scored three tries against the junior yeah. box in it, that game. Yeah, you can go watch highlight. that. There's it's, one. There's one highlights video on YouTube, it's and it's the fantastic. Only highlights video you can see, and that, that you could find. Have you found more than that? Maybe I did. Probably not. Not going to confirm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you have. <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know, he, look, he's 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 one of those smokies out there. Have we got any more outside backs? Yeah. Uh, let's let's put a pin in it. You got your Pulu traveling across to the Brumbies. Tony Pulu, yeah. He'll be Tim an interesting Pete. one. Um, I think. You've got to be wary of... Have we, have we mentioned Jack Maddox? We haven't yet. No, he's another guy that was, was on the fringe of that 24th yeah. spot. Him and Banks. He pretty Banks, electric scoring last year. Him and Banks are, are two guys that are, are really quite exciting. Players he, that, he, that can slide a little bit further up with a bit more experience. I guess I just want to say with Maddox, if Maddox had... Um, one of the things that made him great was he knew like where to be on the field to, uh, to get a try. And he's the type of player with, that has this game, game sense well, well above his years... And I think the type of player that could really benefit with Quade Cooper being there, you know, what I, mean? I think we could see some exciting link-ups on that. So I could see Quade having, you know, pulling out some of these vision plays, putting the, the kick across, or one of those long balls through, and Maddox just being reading it and being in the right place. Yeah, I could see that. So props on that. Be wary, in my mind, of, of Dal Gurney. There's, there's a lot of class there. He wasn't the one that was shaping up. To look like the that left winger for the the Reds throughout the preseason, mm. um, I think he could be behind Bate, could be behind uh, Chris F. Sortia. So just be a little bit wary of of him as well. For sure. All right. Well, let's let's call it there. And outside backs, we've only talked for about an hour and a half, hour forty, hour fifty. Who knows? Um, so when you when you finish your main course, what's what's the time for? What's your God? What's your God do with that dessert? That's all we got time for. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty good. That was... <laughs> um, all right, so for dessert, uh, this I week... just want to really quickly touch on the uh, strength of draw. Really quickly. Really quickly. Really quickly. That you can't finish that sentence. Okay, you? so next five games, if you look at who has the easiest first five games of the of the season, you're going to find, and this is on matchups, right? So if the, the team did well last year, their draw is automatically going to be easier because they're more likely to have favourable outcomes. So Crusaders obviously have the best draw. Now, that seems obvious, but they still have the Blues, Hurricanes, Reds, and Chiefs. So three Kiwi teams. Three Kiwi teams, and then they've got the Highlanders to back that up. Uh, they, they really don't have that easier draw, but their position just means that you know they're going to score well. Uh, second place is the Lions. So the Lions have... 
the Jaguares and then the Stormers, both away from home. Then they're home to the Bulls, Jags, and Rebels. And then their seventh round is the Sunwolves. So realistically, that is a very, very friendly start to the season for them. So I think there's a lot of value if you're looking for your early picks for the, the Lions. Tied in third place are the Sharks and the Waratahs. Now, the Waratahs have a bye in week three, and the Sharks have a bye in week five. But round one, the Sharks play the Sunwolves. I don't know what more you can ask for. And then round two, the Waratahs play the Sunwolves. So if you're looking for your one-weeker against the Sunwolves team, I think they're the guys that you really want. Something that that I find difficult to really buy into this. I do like it as a face value thing. We're talking about the Lions having a very easy start. Is that what you said? Yep. So they've got the Jags, who I'd say are probably going to beat them um, early on. Who else do they have? They've got the Stormers, who quite could potentially beat them early on. Um, they've got the Jags again at week four. Like there's, there's three out of their first four games. I think they could lose. It's not that easy of a start. It's a it's a very tough start for them. I'd say. They've also got the Bulls, Rebels, and then the Sunwolves. So Bulls and Rebels I, in their first five. So you're saying we've got two easy ones in their first five? I just think they should win five of those six games. Five of those six games? Yeah, probably two the, games against Aguilar the Jags. Away from home are probably the only one I think they have a good excuse not to. The Stormers have a strong side, but are perennial underperformers and have a lot going on off off the off the field. Jaguars away from home are inconsistent but solid, and then the other games are all very winnable. Yeah, I, I find it it's it's hard. If you're ranking these teams very differently to what other people are, I think this this is a difficult thing to work off. It's great for face value. Guys, I'll give you my strength of draw. Uh, basically, if pick any Kiwi teams are playing, pick them. Yeah, uh, and if the first thing, any average teams, be it anyone that's not if Kiwi. If any Kiwi teams <laughs> are playing any other teams that aren't Kiwi teams, uh, pick them. Yeah. And if any Kiwi teams are playing any other Kiwi teams as well, just well, pretty much just pick the Kiwis. That's... Right. Yep. Cool. yep, I'm glad. Thanks for that. Man. That, that so really, really. What helps. would you say the Sun was <laughs> really, Harry, really helpful? What's the Sunwolves' strength of draw? So, let, okay, let's go another way about it. Let's just look who has the easiest strength of draw, regardless of matchups. Just who plays the easiest teams? How about I like that? that? Will you like that a little bit more? I will. You'll settle. So the Sharkies play the no. easiest by far to start in the first three games. Okay. So, first three games, they've got the Sunwolves, the Blues, and the Stormers, and that is the easiest rank based off, based off last year's uh, rankings. Yep. Then you've got, in second place, tied the Chiefs and the Jaguares. Now, the Chiefs play the Highlanders, then the Brumbies and the Sunwolves. So, there's a favourable three games. And lastly, the Jaguares play the Lions, the Bulls, and the Blues all at home. So, that's quite favourable as well. The Crusaders actually have one of the easiest draws to start with, apparently, based off the the teams they're versing, even though they're playing a few New Zealand teams. So, there's some surprises there for sure. But I think if you're looking, especially for those later picks, just to try and fill a few holes, that's where the strength of draw can be really valuable. Yeah, I think the strength of draw is something that you can add to your knowledge, add to something that you, you, you're thinking there. I'd be rather to be more inclined to pick someone up versing the, the Sunwolves early on than the Crusaders who have got four Kiwi teams in their first five, other than the fact, obviously, that they're Kiwi. But they're all going to be picked up anyway. All the Crusaders are going to get picked up early. Yeah. Well, guys, it's been a pleasure. An hour 53. Before we finish that, I was just going to say, look, we did a quick strength of the draw. I know we have been an hour 53, but I think the only last thing that uh, is good to look at, I kind of touched on it earlier with a little advanced sneak peek with Akira and Dwayne Vermeulen, but it's uh, 
Just be sure to check your bikes. Uh, you know, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Um, it's just, uh, I mean, look, last it's not necessarily important to do the whole season. Last year, I basically drafted a team that was by proof. And that look, I mean, that could have been the reason why I won, but uh, no, I like. But I, I don't think yep. it's. In, <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily important to pick a buy-proof team the whole season. But I'd I'd aim for look at those buys in the first ten weeks. So, like I've so as in what, what I'm saying by that, I mean is look at weeks where multiple teams have buys and try not to have conf- like too many players in that position from those teams. So as I said, for example, in round four we have the Blues, Brumbies, and uh, where is it? Round four. I've uh, closed my form, mate. You're on your own now. Round five. Blues, Sharks, and Bulls. So, um, yeah, you know, like, look at look at the first ten weeks. So, we've got round five. We have round uh, seven. Lions, Brumbies, Highlanders. And round nine. Sunwolves, Waratahs, Hurricanes. So, Round I mean, 10, I'm, Bulls, Jags, Crusaders. Exactly. We can keep so, going. We, we, we could do all of it, but I was just, just <laughs> going to say... Rebels, Reds, Blues. You, you want to get stuck into that. So in those first 10 weeks, there's about three or four weeks that will have three teams having buys. Try not to over-pick from those teams. As or, difficult as or, it may be. Agreed. Or make your trades early. And the only way you're going to know that is if you've pre-written out your buys and it's easy to see quickly. So when you're trying to make a last-minute decision, you, trying to rush a draft, you, stress you, you can pressure. just have a quick look. You, you, should, be, you should be assessing... Which other teams you're you're coming up against when they've got buys? Which players have got buys? Because you can use that as, as a very big bargaining chip. Yeah, just not the initial draft. No, correct, guys. Should, right. we, should we go another half hour? See if we can make it to midnight. No, I think I want to get up and work tomorrow. I want to. Uh, I don't. Yeah. yeah. All right. I will. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> if you listen this far, then you probably need a new pen because you probably ran out of ink because there was so much info. Uh, Kiki K sells good pad, pen, and paper. Kiki, what? what? <laughs> Are you speaking English anymore? <laughs> that, this is deteriorating All right. quick. Thanks for listening, guys. Lots of info this week, and we shall see you soon. In the I, next one. I don't think you should drive home. Stay slutty. Stay out.